Blog Talk Radio. My country. My country is me and my family. Your country's also Huerta. And the governor, the landlords, Gunther Ruiz and his locusts. This little revolution we're having here. Revolution? Revolution, please don't try to tell me about revolution. I know all about the revolutions and how they start. The people that read the books, they go to the people that don't read the books. They put people and say, ho ho, the time has come to have a change. Eh? I know what I'm talking about when I'm talking about the revolutions. The people who read the books, or the people who can't read the books, the poor people and say, we have to have a change, so the poor people make the change, huh? And then the people who read the books, they all sit around the big polished tables, and they talk and talk and talk and eat and eat and eat, huh? But what has happened to the poor people? They're dead! That's your revolution. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, now go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits and not point fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that and that ain't you. You're better than that. A palace in which there is no king or queen or dukes or earls or princes, but subjects all, subjects beholden to each other to make a better place to live. Is that too much to ask? Are we asking too much for this? Is it beyond our reach? Because if it is, then we are nothing but sheep being herded to the final slaughterhouse. I will not go down that way. I choose to fight back. I choose to rise, not fall. I choose to live, not die. And I know, I know that what's within me is also within you. That's why I ask you now. Join me. Rise up with me.
You're unmuted. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Robert's show, see? Weird. <laughs> I mean, Robert, you want to do your show on my platform, you can. I mean, I'll give you the brains or whatever, you know? I mean, it's worse. Yeah. Just tell everybody to call my They all know my number. <laughs> yeah, we, we could just go over to your show. That that would work. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because if you can't get a hold, because if, if you're not live and nobody can call, what's the point of doing it? We might as well just call everybody on our own personal phone, you know? <laughs> That's exactly right. I'm, yeah, or I'm, I could I'll set one up on my end, too. I could, I'm kind of curious to see if I set up a show, if people are able to dial in. Yeah, all yeah, the other shows are working. Curious. I called into shows. I called into the other shows earlier. There's other shows on Blog Talk Radio that I call into sometimes, you know? And they were all working. That's why I was like, oh, man, are they down now? But then I said, let me set up my show and see if it works. And it works, so... <laughs> yeah. Why are they just targeting you? When did you program your show? It had to be when you programmed it. Something, something got goofed up somewhere. I've yeah, that's why. My show. <laughs> last that's <week>. why. <laughs> yeah, because that, they were having problems. Remember? Well, not when I that's not when I did my show, and, and when I finished the show, that's when I when I scheduled my next one. Yeah. But there was a break in their communic- in their programming ranks. That's what had happened because some other shows were having problems too. And remember, in the beginning, they were having a couple problems. So it's it, it been screwed up lately. In in the chat room. Well, Robert, why don't we do this? Um, why don't we end this show and okay, then and we'll go, go back to- in and set up a, set it up from scratch. Um, set it up to start at um, PM your time. Okay. And then let's see if okay. we have any problems and. Okay. Yeah. Good. And then uh, bringing a voice in the chat room, Suzette is asking uh, to give her a call again. Her Bluetooth was on. <laughs> yeah, but uh, okay. for us to call well, everybody, that's to, that's um, Yeah, I think that it'll probably be uh, a lot more conducive if uh, we end this show, since apparently when it was it was set up before things went down um, mm-hmm. on Monday. And yep. uh, that's probably what's screwing it up. Yeah, and, so and I'll just play commercials until you guys figure it show. out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll play commercials until you guys figure it out, you know? Okay. Or, that's yeah, or um, if you end this show, then, um, Robert, you can set it up to broadcast now instead of scheduling it. And you can just yep. set it to broadcast now so that once the, you know, then you should be able to get right in. I got, hang on, I got so boys I'm bring- Boyd, is, it, well, is this 907? Who's this? Yeah, this is Boyd. I was right. I was doing I was doing a uh, test call into your show to make sure that your show line is is working. So yeah, see mine yes, is. it is. Yeah. So, so what I'm going to do what I'm going to do is I'm going to end the show and reschedule it and try and get it going right away so I can get it started again. 
Yeah, if it doesn't work, then everybody just call into my show then. Because for, yeah. for us to call everybody, we'll be here all night, you know. We might as well just call it, you know, we're not live on the Internet then, <clears throat> you know. Yeah. That's for sure. Okay, well, I'll I'll go ahead and end that and then start Okay, rolling. and I'm here, and I'm here on my show still talking, so whoever's connected here on mine listening right now live, because I know there's people listening on the Internet. Uh, okay. That's what we're going to do. Go over to, we'll go over to Robert's show. I'll end my show if he gets his show working. If not, then I'll just continue on with my show. You know what I mean? Yep. Sounds good. And hopefully you can set it up to just broadcast live right away and not have to schedule it for 20 minutes from now. But oh, either God, way, I know. Um, we'll find out if it works. Okay. Yeah. I'll do my thing. All right. So what do you want, guys? You want me to do? Play some commercials while he does that? Yeah, play a clip or play, something on your play, end. Play, play, play some music. All right, we'll play some music. Let's see here. Scan down here. All right. All right, Robert.
it sounds a little bit like uh, uh, Ron Rex show there, huh? <laughs> hey, I'm a heavy metal type of guy, you know, from the 80s and early 90s, you know. So I guess Rob, I don't know if Robert's got to show up and run it or not. You know, they want to do all that entangled stuff and, you know, they, you know, they call people and everything. Well, it would take an hour to do that. Why why do that and be on the show? Well, because you're not connected to the Internet. That makes no sense. You know, we might as well just, we might as well just call each other and do a, 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 um, a conference call. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's, I mean, instead of doing all that other stuff, you know. I mean, it makes no sense. I mean, he, I mean, he could do a show on my platform. I'll shut up. I mean, I'll turn it over to him. I don't care. You know, I'd rather not. I didn't plan on doing a show tonight anyway. Let me see. you got a private caller right here. Let's see here. Private caller. Go ahead, your private caller. Hi, my buddy, Joseph Gibson. Yes. How are you? Yes. Doing all right, Mikey. What's up? What's the word? Yes, Ask sure. Mikey if you want to know something, right? <laughs> Singapore, right? Yeah. Exactly, my friend. How is everything with you? Uh, I missed you guys for a while, but, you know, I got you back. Yeah. To, uh, so, you know, first of all, uh, we thank you for your great shows and thank you for bringing all different views. And, uh, you know, sometimes maybe we all have disagreements, but at the end, you know, we have more uh, we have more agreements than disagreements really but you know <laughs> yeah yeah no well we're still so, the podcast so, family i guess you could say that that it just wants to fight for freedom you know and, and just sees everything right. that's screwed up in the world in america you know absolutely you know uh, regarding the cyber attacks on the massive uh, AT&T, Verizon, uh, to Xfinity, to pretty much every telephone company in the United States and Canada as well, too. So uh, yeah. uh, everybody, they're trying to cover their asses right now. They keep saying, oh, it was a software glitch. No, bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Please, bullshit. please don't yeah. tell us that. Because nobody's going yeah. to buy that shit. Uh, I'm sorry no. for a little bit. Uh, no, uh, bad yeah, but you know, the bottom line is uh, either it was uh, Iranian uh, Ayatollahs, they hacked us uh, because of the, uh, you know, we hit the uh, Iranian proxies and we are so stupid, uh-huh. dumb ass that we 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 cannot believe that that happened, and and or it, the second country in the line is China, because China is testing because they are going to uh, take over Taiwan soon, so they wanted to have a, a test run, but I finger point to fucking Ayatollahs, and Ayatollahs are responsible for it. And we already passed the law that or they're or they're in cahoots with China or they're in collusion with China, one or the other, you know. Right, but but mostly I predict uh, I say that because we did uh, a lot of you know uh, still we are fighting with the uh, Houthis in uh, South Yemen and uh, still does still in charge of the. Still putting a British ship sinking in the middle of the what you call it uh, the Red Sea. So yep. I mean, I mean, 
they they said that they clearly they said we will take a revenge as a result of that. And right now, 50 miles, uh, you know, tunnels made, and when they show it in the TV, it's full of the missiles and anything you can imagine. That they they keep saying uh, within 10 minutes we can put. 10,000 missiles anywhere to Israel or to not. Well, they do have a lot of missiles. Israel. Yeah, they're like, yeah, yeah. They do got a lot of missiles and they got, but, you know, you know it, yeah. They are so stupid because we we let them build it. We could hit oh, yeah. long time, long time ago, but, but we keep saying, ah, hey, go ahead. Do but it. we got, I mean, so listen to this, up. Mike. We've got technology, right? If we detect a launch from them at all, we can jam all their missile uh, uh, triggers. All their tr- triggers to, to, to uh, and their systems, when they've set the launch, it goes through a system uh, system check. Like, And it, I know it's quick. Like, sometimes it's within like 15 seconds. But, with, you know, because they sell a lot of missiles, they got to prep, get ready, boom, they set, they get ready to go and launch. Yeah, they're quick to launch, but <clears throat> we can jam them from a satellite. We can jam a lot of them. So they, they we got technology that so. blow your mind, you know. Yes, I hope so. I hope so that. They oh yeah, I know it. I speak to people in the military all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I I hope that it's possible, a very possibility because you know this. I mean, it's uh, uh, World War Three starts from Iran. There's no question about yeah. it. Yeah. And then, oh yeah, I know. As a result, yeah. as a result uh, then it will uh, then uh, Russia will take care of the Ukraine and other places that they want to, and China will take care of Taiwan, and North Korea will take care of South Korea. So then, like a domino effect. But the first domino effect is Iran. Iran, Ayatollahs, because we let them, you know, 47 47 years almost, we could uh, take care of them and, and bring freedom and justice to people of Iran. But unfortunately, today we see that they they sent all the money from Iran. Can there ever the be force. that way, though? Can do you think it ever can be that way? Even if well, Iran do support Americans, or if there's no animosity, the the corrupt leaders and the rich people and the and the the, uh, the ayatollahs and these Muslim uh, brotherhoods that are high up in ranking, they hate America. And they'll never allow the. They'll always be out there. It's like ISIS. It may have disappeared or been, <clears throat> excuse me, is dormant right now. But you know, Al Qaeda. There's no such thing. That's a computer program. That's a fake name. But I, but ISIS though, that was a legitimate group. That was you know that was. Look at all the Christians. They were slaughtering and murdering. Now they've been dwindled down to nothing. But those. But they're still in the shadows, and they'll rise up. You know, and and, and and you know, whenever they get a chance. So, will there ever be peace in the Middle East? Will there ever be peace where those people, you know, yes, the powers to be, would like us? But but the question is, we need to give a little bit jump ahead to Iranian uh, public, Iranian masses that they hate Ayatollahs from their gods. They are not Muslim anymore. And they, as yeah. soon as freedom comes, they will become Christian. A majority of them, and and they they hate Shiaism, they hate religion of Islam because they saw that what Islam did to them, and and to the country, to the people, 
and uh, you know the laws of uh, well, the economy. Uh, yeah, that too. Yeah. Yeah, economy. Is, uh, the laws uh, of hang on, Mike. Laws. Hang on, Mike. Hey, well, uh, Boyd is uh, boy bringing Boyd and everybody else. Is, is conservative radio? Is he up and running? Is it working for him, or are they still messing around with it? Uh, it's supposedly <laughs> going to be another ten minutes or so. But I got a notification, and when I went to the notification, you know, and hit on it for the new show, it came yep. up blank. So I'm going yeah. to uh, <laughs> I'm going to hold for I'm going to hold for a little bit. And yeah, yeah. Uh, I may not be able to get the page, but I might be able to at least get uh, a phone call in here in a little bit. Yeah, okay. All right, because if his phones are uh, – I mean, you know, <clears throat> why keep messing with it, you know? You're just wasting time, you know, an hour already, you know? I mean, if it's not working, it's not working, you know? Makes no sense. Yeah, well, you know, I, I, I don't know, I, I don't know <laughs> Joseph. I don't know what they're going to do. They're going to try and get the show up and running. So yeah, once it starts, you know he's gonna have he's gonna have his two hours, and then you yep. know the uh, bonus hour. Yeah, yeah. That's so fine. I'm, if it works, I'm just, yeah, I'm if just it works. Yeah, I'm just sitting back to see if it works or not. Yeah, I got Mike here from Singapore on here with me right now, and then I got two one four putting their hand up. Go ahead, there two one four. Miss Gunslinger. Hey, Gunslinger. Yeah, I, I tried to call in on the, on the other show there, and my cell wouldn't even connect, or um, Skype wouldn't even connect. Yeah, I know. His lines are down for some reason. It's, it's, it's because yeah. of that cyber attack. Yes, can I say well, something? But, yeah, go ahead, Mike. Because, yes, you know, last week, the other brother, you know, who who is a Christian, and he has a program about Islam, and he, uh, that uh, uh, Osama Daduk, everybody know from the the other patriotic uh, friends, and uh, it was Saturday, and it was from that time PPR went uh, kind of blank for really? two days. Really? Oh, yes. retaliation! And, and, the retaliation. And, and, and so it was from that time we we knew something is going to happen, and it's it's like it happened. So whenever the show. It's about uh, Islam, uh, especially to uh, tell the well, truth. Well, I'm going to start doing shows they... about Islam then. I'm going to start doing it about Islam. I want to see them attack yeah, me. Yeah, I, I, I do <laughs> do. I mean, I have no problem because Islam, you know, is ruined millions of the life of the people. And, oh, yeah. and there is really nothing to offer to the mankind. Can you tell me what can I offer except cutting the, the they, hands they of offer the people? They offer nothing to mankind. Not I used to debate people. with Muslims. I used to debate with Muslims constantly, and especially when I was working for the government and I was one undercover inside the jails there. They used to have Muslim gangs, right? And and you know, and, and they couldn't eat this and couldn't eat that, and they'd protest. And I was in, and they put one in a cell with me in the jail, in the cell, you know, in a jail cell. And I was like, oh boy. And they got to get up five times a day to pray. And one time they get up at three o'clock in the morning, four, three, four o'clock in the morning. I'm like, oh no. This not you know we're not gonna do you know on the magic carpet that they got there up and down up and down and they turn left turn right you know and who bar you know and all that crap said, no 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 we're not gonna do that you know so you know I almost had it out with them there you know almost got to a little scrap there with one 
You know, I said, ain't I the enemy anyway? Aren't you? And then he tried, you know, they tried to change their tune, you know, because, you know, I'm not the enemy. No, they just say that and whatever. I said, look, they say one thing in the Quran and they mean another. You know, come on. We know what the Quran says. It's just a book of philosophical views of nonsense and bullcrap. It does not mean anything. It, 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 you know what I mean? It, it's created out of nothing for nothing. It has no definition of truth. Absolutely. Uh, before the, I say something, I want to say to the Ghan Sliver, uh, I think, if I'm uh, correct pronouncing, he's from the Freedom Radio. We did chat with them about uh, couple, uh, 10 days ago and from Freedomizer uh, Radio. And I want to tell him hi, and we welcome him into your show as well. Hello. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. I am sorry, yeah. Mike. I missed that last last couple of words there you had. Yeah, yeah. I want just to tell him hi. And then anyway, you are right. You know, the bottom line it is. Uh, I mean, I send greetings to Daduk Usama Daduk from BTR and our patriotic. And I hope his show goes live this Saturday. I guess seven o'clock California time zone. And so, you know, absolutely, you know, it's uh, yeah. there is a, a, a gentleman who wrote who wrote the book uh, called Ayate Maki Ayate Madini. So that means verses of the Maki and verses of the Madina, and uh, he he put it into account that uh-huh. you know. The followers of Abu Bakr, Omar, Osman, you know. Uh, they've got cells all over this. Yeah, they have. Listen, they've got Muslim cells all over this country. I know that. You know, and they hate America. This is the problem with the border. This is the problem with all these different groups of people coming over here. Is they hate America. You know? Absolutely. I mean, uh, he wrote in his book that he, he was. Uh, 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 somehow motivated by uh, by the real Muhammad that write his uh, book, and then what happened? Uh, the Abu Bakr Omar Osman killed real Muhammad. So the real Quran is from the chapter one to chapter ten, and anything after chapter ten is written by the false Muhammad because Abu Bakr Omar because there was no internet at that time. There was no nothing such a thing. So people don't know who, who was the really Muhammad was, the his photo. So somebody the Abu Bakr Omar Osman killed the real Muhammad and they put uh, you know fake Muhammad uh, onto his uh, uh, you know uh, leadership and then he wrote the rest of the Quran from chapter 11 and beyond. And that's why from chapter 11 you read, you understand that it's, it's like somebody was, he was on, uh, the, you know, opium or something like that. It's a nonsense, you know. But from chapter 1 to chapter 10, it was from the real Muhammad. So if uh, you can, you can go, uh, Amazon it, Ayate Maki. And Ayate Madini, uh, and if you can read some article about it too, and you know, I advise everybody should read these two books and to really to know real Islam because Islam, real Islam was from 
chapter one to chapter death. After that, it was uh, uh, not the real Muhammad. It was the false Muhammad. Go ahead, sir. Uh, go ahead. Uh, go ahead, uh, Gibson. Hey, Joe. I, I think he dropped. Uh, Gun uh, Go ahead. He, he, he may have. Yes. Well, go <coughs> ahead. Uh, go ahead, please. Uh, this... uh, tell, tell us uh, what uh, what I said. Uh, what do you think, sir? Go ahead, sir. Uh, you know, I'm going to have to apologize to you, Mike, because. I wasn't paying a lot of attention. I was trying to see what I could figure out with this BTR uh, screw up that's going on right now with Robert's show and, and between Joseph's show. I know that, uh, <clears throat> oh, excuse me, on Robert's show that was supposed to be on at this time, uh, the show got up and was kind of running, but the guest call in line was not working. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. So again, very yeah. well. Uh, this uh, the issue is very well is maybe <clears throat> again continuous because yes, the BTR wasn't working good since uh, Saturday at least minimum, if not the from Friday of last week. So I guess you yeah. know. But yeah, you know it. It's Robert Joe that's having the problem right now, who should be on. And uh, the, excuse me, Joe's show seems to be working pretty good. And I see that Robert just came into, I I just see that Robert came into the, uh, to the chat room here. Okay. And we may. I'm back. Oh, okay, Robert. Okay, Paul. Okay, give All right, me let me unmute this call. I got 505 wants to get unmuted. Uh, 505, you're unmuted. Go ahead. Hello, Joe. This is Robert. <laughs> we tried okay. to start the show again, and it did exactly the same thing. Nobody could call in, so I just ended yeah. the show, and we're probably all going to ha- head over here. <laughs> well, you can do your show here. Just start your start your time now, and you got the floor. I'll just run the switchboard. That's all, you know? <laughs> I mean, you just do your thing. If that's what you want to do, I mean, if you got stuff that you wanted to talk about or stuff you had lined up, I know you don't have your keyboard with you, or or you don't can't, or I don't know what you can play or not. I know you don't have access to everything, but you can still talk and you know do choose so, your topic for the night. You know, there there was only uh, several things that I I had uh, lined up to talk about. One of them was that uh, um, our military tracking a high altitude o- uh, object over the U.S. Apparently, they've shot that down. But it was over Colorado, and um, the officials were looking into the purpose of the balloon. The U.S. military sent a picture and said that it was not a a threat. (laughs) But the last time I heard anything about it, they had shot it down. So, you know, at least at least it wasn't didn't get all the way across our nation and out into the ocean before. It was shot down like the last one. Well, it depends on uh, which way it was moving across the nation. I think it was moving the same way, but they they first saw it over Colorado, and I saw I saw a map that showed that it was going to go 
from Colorado down, down south and kind of head towards the east coast. But um, that's that's all I know about it right now. And uh, last I didn't thing hear I nothing heard, about that actually. Well, yeah, I didn't hear nothing well, about it. I can I can tell I can tell you this. Yeah, I'm seeing it right now. Hello, all everybody. I can, <laughs> I'll put a link in the chat room to the story on the the latest. <laughs> All right. I can't. I can't type um, in the chat room. Sorry. It won't let me. <laughs> so I'm having technical difficulties. <laughs> no, that's what I try to get back over to Robert. And is that the new Chinese? Anyway, I, uh, is that the new Chinese uh, balloon right now on Colorado? That's what the I'm. The new Chinese balloon. <laughs> probably. Yeah, I bet it's probably from China, but they say it's of unknown origin, so they don't know yet. Again. Yeah, again, the, the first this is happening the, again. The yeah, first again, headline today. I came across here was from the Department, U.S. Department of Defense, and the headline was "F-22 Safely Shoots Down Chinese Spy Balloon Off of uh, Off South uh, Carolina Coast." Well, that's the uh, older one. That's what they did. That's the older one, and it shows uh, February fourth of twenty twenty-three. So that was the wrong one. So. Let me go okay. back here. All right. Yeah, this one, um, U.S. authorities are currently trying, this is article uh, just posted today and updated at 6.09 p.m. Pacific. Uh, U.S. authorities are currently tracking a high-altitude balloon of unknown origin and purpose over American airspace. The balloon was over Colorado earlier in the day and is traveling east, CBS reported, citing sources familiar with the matter who spoke on the condition of anonymity. The North American Aerospace Defense Command, NORAD, confirmed in a statement that in close coordination with the FAA, North America, NORAD um, detected a small balloon at an altitude varying between 43 and 45,000 feet. The balloon was intercepted by NORAD fighters over Utah who determined it was not maneuverable and did not present a threat to national security. The statement continued, NORAD will continue to track and monitor the balloon. The FAA also determined that the balloon posed no hazard to flight safety. NORAD remains in close coordination with the FAA to ensure flight safety. Um, So that's the article that I see. So, oh, it doesn't pose a threat. Yeah, right. Well, then what the hell is it doing there? You know? Yeah. Exactly. Oh man. Let me go to let me go to uh NSW uh United States Special Warfare Command site and see what they got up. They got any news from the press room we see here uh, about this. But yeah, they they because uh, you know, I, I didn't hear nothing about this. I mean I it's the first I've heard about it. I mean you guys uh yeah, that, talking about it. I mean that's that's right off my coast. When when I was uh, getting ready to do my show, I was looking for a couple of articles to talk about, and that was the first one that jumped out at me. I said it was breaking news, and that was back at uh, 4.01 this afternoon. So, hmm. Wow. Weird. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's well, this is, this is things that I, you wonder. You know, like, what's going on? What are they up to? You know, I mean, they never got an explanation about the balloon from last year when it, that went across the United States. It traveled all across the United States, was taking all kinds of uh, in, infrared pictures. that Because they, they have technology on that thing that from, 
like he's uh, insane. He can see through walls, see through roofs, and and you know, and and he can listen. And that's what they were saying. So, I mean, you think you're safe inside your house? You're not. They can see. They can look right through walls. You know. Yep. So. And I and had they, a they white flew van over Montana, and there's that big Air Force base up there too. So. Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah. There was a white van parked on my road for about three days in a row, and it was just parked there. And I thought I didn't think nothing of it. I thought maybe it was just a contractor working. And I said, wait a second here. They're just there at that time in the morning. And then I was coming back early in the morning from the gym. I decided to come back early, and I seen somebody getting in. And I get hopped in the driver's side real fast because they saw my van pulling up, you know, to the stop sign. So I said, <laughs> so I sat parked, and I, you know, went looked through the rear mirror and, and – uh, and then they left, and I took some pictures of it, made sure they let me see, and I let me see me taking pictures of it, and then I haven't seen it since. So, because you know I'm an anti-extremist now. I mean, I'm an anti-government extremist now, and an activist. So you know they're watching me. You know they're red flagging me now. Ooh, what's this guy up to? We forgot about him. He was buried in the files a long time ago. Wow, wow, we got to check him out. You know. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Bastards. <laughs> yeah, well. That's- that's one of the things that I've been looking at the uh, past couple of weeks. I, I, I mentioned on my show that I had ordered um, a street light, a solar street light that I could put up, and, and a camera. And the camera and the street light arrived the other day. And I've got them both set up, and that camera is awesome. It's like the uh, super high definition. And, really? Uh, oh, man, it takes pictures that are just unbelievable. And I've got it set up so that when something comes moving through the parking lot, it'll follow them. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah, I like and that. I can I can actually even talk on my phone and tell them get the hell out of here, and it'll come through a speaker on the on the camera and everything. So it's I've been having a lot of fun with it. So yes, it's, it's, one year after Chinese spy balloon drifted over the continental U.S. for several days and was blown apart off the coast of South Carolina with an uh, AIM-9X Sidewinder missile by a, a fifth-generation fighter jet. A new report from CBS News indicates the U.S. military is tracking a high-altitude balloon flying, flying over the western part of the country. This western part of the country here. Sources familiar with the uh, same thing she just read, I think. U.S. military yeah. aircraft is tracking well, my, an unidentified high-altitude balloon flying over the western part of the United States. A raw news alert. Huh. So is this a recent news, right, uh, uh, for your listeners? So it's not the old story. This is just uh, of the probably CNN or Fox News. Is that right, please? Yeah, it was yeah. happening this afternoon. So, But my wife, the yeah. last time I... Uh, she was listening to the news out there, and she said that she got a, a thing saying that they'd shot it down. Well, I still haven't found anything about that. But, yeah, um, I don't see nothing here either about that. And this is 16 minutes ago. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Probably loaded with an electromagnetic pulse device, this thing, that requires power. My so that's from seven minutes ago. So launch. Oh, that is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading all these it, comments too underneath. Yeah, this, well, that's where you get the information, the comments. You know, not the news story. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I, I I did find this the story actually. You're you guys, and I always say you are right, but I did locate this. Uh, I from CBS Colorado that uh, uh, yes, uh, they did uh, 
uh, you know, they did. Uh, it down? Uh, no, no, not yet, but I think it's still they're tracking it uh, as oh. the 19 minutes ago, but maybe any any minutes could be changed, so I'm not sure yet. But, yeah. How about that lady right. that got knocked out? But knocked out. Uh, everyone see that video on Twitter with that black guy that knocked out the white lady, old lady? Anybody see that one? Mm. It was going viral. It was like a traffic accident. He got out this black guy out of his car, enraged, and he just knocked out this old lady, old lady, old lady. Now this big black husky black guy just knocked her out cold, cold cocked her. You know, I mean, insane man, crazy. Now if that was a white guy that did that to a black old lady, oh my lord, you guys would have heard about it. Matter of fact, they'd be marching up and down the streets right now. Yeah, burning down Dollar Generals. You know? Yeah, the only thing I, I found um, about that balloon uh, on uh, Newsmax, all it says is a high-altitude balloon of unknown or- origin and purpose was spotted over western United States Friday afternoon, CBS News reported. Speaking on a condition of anonymity, which is exactly what Lorianne said, sources said the balloon was me- moving east on the jet stream, and it still doesn't say anything about it being shot down, but it said in December it was reported that the spy Chinese spy balloon that traversed the United States used an American internet service provider to send data back to China. Hmm. It, oh, it's confirmed. They're saying this. What is it? Michelle Obama is going to be running for president. Uh, she's going to oh, be boy. replacing old Biden. They're saying. Yep, she's going to replace yeah. Biden. That's what that's what they're saying. That's what this, they're saying right now. Who oh, said that? Who's, uh, who's saying that? Everybody, everybody uh, let's see here. This comes from. Um, hang on, I'll give you the news source. Uh, uh, by Ben Warren, Ben Warren Associated. He's associated with the Associated Press. That Ben Warren did the story, and it says that, that she went on Twitter talking about it. And the guy that ran for president, the Republican. Uh, uh, and the return at the Republican, uh, what's that guy, that man, the Indian guy? He, he, him too, he's saying it too. Levesque. So that that guy, what the hell is his name? I can't pronounce his name. The guy from Miami, Florida. The Yeah, Levesque. yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. Yeah, actually, it said so. it was a non threatening balloon, a spot that flying high over Montana's uh, western United States was intercepted by fighter jets over, uh, you know, uh, Colorado uh, uh, Friday, yeah. Uh, fr- basically, it was uh, around Cheyenne, Wyoming, Colorado, and uh, other states. Uh, close yeah, by I'm not worried about it. It's probably some freaking thing from test weather balloon from NASA or whatever. Who the hell knows? You know, it's it's not. Listen, if China launched something, it would not make it across the California beach line before we shot it down. That's a fact. You know, they're not going to allow something to travel all over the United States taking pictures. That's a crock of baloney. You know, come on. Especially remember 9/11 too. I mean, you know, I mean, this, it's come on. No way. You know, hours and hours yeah. letting that thing go. No, no way. Not going to happen. Yeah, you are absolutely right. You know, it was a non-threatening. Someone maybe somebody wants just put a balloon. You know, just may I don't. Hey, it, it was probably from uh, from somewhere around that area. Somebody put a. Unmanned. Well, uh, Robert, let's, let's, yeah. Robert, 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 you got anything else you want to talk about? I'm like, I give you the floor oh, first. Well, so, is here. I um, 
one of the articles that I'd found this morning before I went to work was, uh, I guess, uh, Laura Trump is um, running for uh, the RNC's um, chair that Ronna McDaniel had. <laughs> really? Yeah. I'm trying to find that one now. I've got I've got them here. That's somewhere. interesting. <laughs> she pounds me with emails at Ronna Ron McDaniel. I can't stand her. She drives me nuts. Yeah, she's well. She's related to Mitt Romney, so that's that's one of the reasons why she drives you nuts. <laughs> hey, how's my video doing up there on your Rumble channel? How's it doing? Getting more views or what? Uh, last time I checked, it was well over a hundred. It was um, let's see, I can go there ch- now and check it, but it it's been a while since I've been on Rumble. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see, I can. Uh, Continue watching. Good. I'm, I'm happy about that, actually. I mean, you told me that. Oh, I was I, like, oh cool. Great. Um, there's two comments on it now. I think probably. Yeah, I posted one. Actually. Me. Yeah, I posted. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to help you out. Um, give it a boost. You know, this way here they can watch your other videos. You know. Yeah, it's 161 now. <laughs> oh man! All right. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, that other article that I had. Um, the Laura Trump to Newsmax, I could restore faith in RNC as co-chair. And I guess uh, President uh, President Trump uh, recommended her. <laughs> so, well, of course he did. <laughs> the way I look at it, anything would be better than Ronna McDaniel anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. Oh, I, I promoted the the no cat the, the no credit card Friday thing. I posted that up. I posted it on Facebook and too. I don't know how many people did it, but uh, uh, Suzette was uh, brought that up one night uh, last week and uh, said that you, know, that, that you know everyone we should start every single Friday not to use any credit cards. Just use cash. That's it. You know, don't use our credit cards whatsoever. So, which well, I think I is a good idea. Credit cards, so. <laughs> and that is a good idea. No cash only. Oh, okay. Most of the stay away from the Federal Reserve only, so. as much as possible. The Federal Reserve's criminal uh, transactions because credit is nothing but phony credit. It's not credit, and they don't give us no credit. It's, thin, it's money created out of thin air, and it's your money created through your signature. They commit a felony and fraud right off the bat when they when they put the application in. And when they practice the yeah. fractional reserve banking, you know, so they commit fraud. Oh, yeah. Well, we all know that. <laughs> well, the Federal Reserve is, is bad. It's a bad business, you know. People don't understand that. That's... Absolutely. You know, I don't know you guys how you feel that, you know, there is a, uh, a California Senate hopeful Barbara Lee wants $50 per hour minimum wage for uh, not only Californians, but uh, for uh, in future for all the United States. What do you think of the $50 per hour minimum wage uh, that they're <laughs> now advocating in California by Barbara Lee? Uh, go ahead, please, anybody. I... I... I don't know, Robert, you want a first crack or Lorianne, $50, 50 hour an hour minimum wage? Hell, I'd, I'd go for $50 an hour minimum wage, <laughs> but only if I could do it, <laughs> and only if the government I, pays for it. 
with their spread money, the love. not ours. Yeah, spread <laughs> the love, right? Why can't yeah. we get a piece of the pie? You know? Yeah. Yeah, and it seems like, you know, you, you promise stuff like that to people, and they don't seem to realize, you know, you, you raise minimum wage. What's going to happen is they're going to end up paying for it through the products that are made by the companies that are paying that. And yeah. they just don't seem to yeah. realize this stuff. Well, furniture, rocking chair. I bought a recliner on uh, uh, Friday, a rocking chair, right? Recliner, rocking chair at uh, 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 the furniture store. First, I went to the furniture store, and they were like $569. I said, hell no, right? So then I went to Big Lots because they're pretty cheap, you know, uh, but, they, but the furniture is pretty cheap too. So, you know, but I went right. there, and they, they were like, like $179, you know, from last time I bought it about four years ago. Man, $499. Oh, I was like, crap. oh, my. I come on for a rocking chair, man. That's Rock good. recliner, rocker recliner. Come on. Yeah. Man, man, they're getting more expensive all the time. Yeah. I, I know that uh, the store I work in, Office Depot, they sell a lot of furniture. You know, they sell desks and stuff like that. And my chair that I've got, I actually got a hell of a good deal on it because it's like a $399 chair. And um, the first of the year, they had it on sale for $99. Well, since I worked there, I got an employee discount, which so I paid $89 for a $399 chair. <laughs> and I'm glad I got it because it's really comfortable. I, I sit in a lot. But um, there was this lady who came in today and, and bought a chair, and she paid like $349 for it. And she said, oh, that's a good price. I said, are you kidding me? That's a lot of money. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, it's it's bad. It's terrible. The prices out there, the inflation, is that the economy is the number one thing that that affects the people. You know that and their health care. And you know, and speaking of the economy, the jerks out there that get like to get over on people. Like I have this eBay, eBay, my publishing account I set up right, and I sell them the, uh, the classic Beatles cartoon, right? The disc, uh, it's DVD disc one and two, and it's got. You know, episode cartoon episodes, the cartoon classics from the Beatles. So this guy buys yeah. it from me, and uh, and, I, and he's hounding me the whole time. Did you ship it yet? Did you ship it yet? Did you do this? I said, eBay handles all that. I said, well, I said, listen, don't be. Saying, I said, you know, don't. What what do you need? You know, harassing me about you know stuff. So anyway, he gets his order, and first thing he does, it doesn't play right in his DVD player. <laughs> oh, the quality is defective. So he wants his money back. But this is what he does. First, he says before he asks his money back for his money back, he says. Do you have discs three and four? You know, so why would you want discs three and four if one and two didn't work? Right? Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> exactly. So, so you know, and I saw it coming. I saw it coming. You know, and I learned eBay, and, and uh, you know, and but, but they always stick up for the buyer, you know, no matter what. So I, I got to accept the return. Now they freeze the twelve dollars in my account. You know, they put, they freeze the funds. Automatically, without my permission, they don't care. They just rip it right out of my account and give it back to them. You know, so you know, I that's like PayPal, eBay, Amazon—they're criminal corporations. They're criminal, criminal, criminal. You know. Yeah, and they'll get get as much money out of you as they possibly can for as little quality as they possibly can give you. Yeah. 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 Right about that. I did a show on Amazon about well four years ago when they shut down my royalty accounts, uh, and uh, I've been in a battle with them ever since. And finally, this week, 
finally, I think I finally won. And they might be paying me back the money that they owe me. They owe me a lot of money. They owe me like $64,000 on one account, you know, and, and I've been battling with them. Yeah, well, you know, they, I was getting, making twelve grand a month in, on uh, just from Amazon alone. And, uh, you know, they just shut down our account, just shut them down. Because, you know, we can't have a little guy, you know, out there, a small business guy making money, you know. We can't do that. So, yeah. well, one of, one of the things I was going to talk about on my show tonight, because I knew you would show up, right. and you did. Uh, I wanted to ask you how how your how is your campaign going? How is it working out for you right now? Well, again, you know, I'm kind of like I don't know how the voters are going to react to this stuff that they've written about me. You know, I mean, I I'm getting a lot of people sticking up for me. And like other people said, you know, any type of media coverage is good. But I don't know what's going to – you know, when they go to the booth to vote, I don't know, you know, what, are they going to look at my name and say, that guy's a racist Nazi, I can't vote for him, you know? I mean, or are they going to – you know, or are they going to say the system's screwing them over like they do Trump, you know? Well, I, I think one of the one of the things that the, the left does, and they do this very well um, – I have learned all, from all my life. I've worked in printing. I've been in uh, newspaper printing and everything else. One of the things that has always hit me with the way people are is first impressions stick around. And if that first impression is a bad one, it's going to stick around no matter how much proof comes along saying, no, this isn't true. Yeah. That's what and I'm that's afraid what of. bothers me about a lot of what's going on. You know, people are, you know, you you've still got this thirty percent who seem to support Biden like rabid dogs, and yet all the proof shows that he's screwing this nation over. But these people don't think so because they listen to the main lamestream lying media that gives them all of this, these lies about how great he's doing, how good the economy is. Well, that's what they hear. Yeah. That's what they believe. Yeah. Yeah. Was it your show last week or Lorianne's show where, where somebody said that uh, uh, Trump inherited Obama's uh, economy? That's why the economy did so good while Trump was president. <laughs> I almost <laughs> fell off my chair when I heard that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mentioned that are. one time that 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 was that was something that the media is talking about. Well, they're talking about it because they think if they say it, and it's like like the old adage: you tell a lie enough times, people are going to consider it the truth. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's insane. It's insane. I just don't don't know how people can uh, uh, you know. Uh, I mean, I mean, look. If Biden was doing good, I'd be the first one. I want him to do good. I want to, you know, I want. Yeah. I don't want to see him fail. You know, <laughs> I don't know. Well, you know, know, that's the first thing I was talking about. You know, like when Obama <coughs> ran. You know, if he, uh, my first thing was, sure, if he if he runs and he becomes president, give him a chance, see if he does good. You know, and then I I always said, you know, after he became president, if I was the first black president. I'd want to be the best president there ever was to make sure right. that people saw, you know, what I did was a great thing. Well, he didn't seem to freaking give a damn, and Biden doesn't yeah. seem to care either. Yeah, you're right. 
You're right. I mean, what yes. do you think when can Obama... Start... Go ahead, Mike. Yes, my friends. Uh, can I ask that lady's name, please? Uh, what lady? I think that there was a lady, and or or not, or maybe I made a mistake. Lorianne? Uh, is it Robert? Lorianne. Lorianne, yeah. Oh, oh Lorena. Okay, uh, nice to meet you too. You know, the problem is New World Order. The New World Order is everywhere right now. New World Order of Islamic Republic of Iran. New World Order of Russia and China together. New World Order huh? of NATO and uh, United States of America. And uh, the problem is when Obama came and uh, they keep left the door, uh, you know, borderlines all I wide open. I see 909. And, and yeah. yeah, you're right. To, and uh, still up to today is New World Order is leaving the other borderlines open. If a nation doesn't have a borderline, so it's better not to have a nation anymore, which we will not have very soon, because their agenda is to bring North American Union and Amero as their uh, superior army of Canada, Mexico, and United States together. And they want Amero, they want a joint, I mean, they want one uh, uh, president for the, all the three nations. They want yeah. uh, pretty much uh, yeah. everything become like a NATO, uh, I mean, or yeah. Uh, yeah. European Union. Based. We know about the New and World Order. Yeah, problem. we know about the that's European the Union, African Union. Yeah, we know all about them, merging as one. That's yeah. the problem. Until those, yeah. uh, until we cannot close our borderlines, which they don't, because they soon we will be all minorities uh, into minorities, and they will be majorities. And with one uh, vote, they can rule everything out and and connect us to the North American Union and become one country with Mexico and Canada. So, you know, that's the problem. My friends, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we, we've been talking about this for years. This new world order. We, believe me, we know about that. <laughs> that's not news to us, you know. I mean, that's that's old news actually. But uh, well, hang on, let me connect nine oh nine. Been waiting here. Nine oh nine. Go ahead. I don't know who this is. Hello. Hi. Yes. Hey, Suzette. Sus- Hi, Suzette. Hi, Suzette. Hi, Suzette. Hi, Suzette. Hi, Suzette. Hi, no talk to you. Go ahead, please. <laughs> it's been a while, Mike. <laughs> uh, good to hear you on the air. Nice to hear from you, too. Go ahead, please. Yes, um, and Mike, you were on my show on Sunday night, too. So uh, we met there, and we had a pretty good conversation on Sunday night on my show. So uh, good oh, to yes, connect yes, with yes. you as well. I forgot. And... Yes. Thank you. Thank you very much. So uh, basically, I was just listening in in um, on the conversation, and you know, I think personally, as far as that balloon is concerned, and the same with the last one, they they never actually recovered any. I guess there was two of them that were floating across the United States or whatever, um, and they basically blew one up over the ocean. So I mean, as far as its internal mechanisms within that so-called balloon. Um, to say it had all those spy mechanisms, cameras, and all this equipment. Well, they blew it to smithereens, so how would they know? They never actually recovered one. 
um, in its entirety, you know, as far as being whole. So I just think that that's weird that they had said that it had all those capabilities, infrared and stuff. When they blew it to smithereens, they couldn't recover any of the parts. And then this one that's supposedly, you know, supposedly going across Colorado or whatever it is um, that's going across there and Utah and this and that, um, it just seems to me like they're really working it to to, um, influence opinions about it because if they say that it's a spy balloon, then you'll have people say, no, it's not, you know, it's, it's a psyop, and then so so they're doing the opposite, I think, as far as saying it's it's um, not a security risk, and so that way people will say the opposite about it, um, because you have all these news networks, you know, almost saying well, not all these ones, but the ones that are reporting it um, verbatim as far as what it, they think it is and when it came into view and what the government's doing about it. And so it's like that one video that shows all the news talking heads talking about the same thing, just rearranging the words a little bit, but some of it verbatim, you know. And so uh, it's just it's hard for me to pay attention to anything like that to, to, to think about um, paying attention to it. To me, it's like a distraction, <laughs> in my opinion. Well, but anyway, I don't know. What do you guys think? Now, now, now here you got to know that the U.S. has two to three balloons just like those up over top of the United States at all times. Mm-hmm. Doing exactly what this thing is doing. Well, we don't know what this thing is doing. <laughs> okay. it's, 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 it's listening, observing, taking pictures, tracking things. And uh, you know, as far as as far as I know, that could be one of our own balloons that somebody uh, caught and didn't know about. You know. Okay. All right. Um, I mean, we've got so they... we've got we've got gear we've got we have got gear and uh, surveillance aircraft that can track a soccer ball. At 300 miles, sure, and watch it sure. go across the ground. Oh, we have we have satellites that can can triangulize um, a vehicle in any given area um, and zoom in on it, so you can actually see the make and model and even the license plate. You know, as far as capabilities yeah. go. Um, so I don't know why they would need a spy balloon to do that when they have those other capabilities that are less um, obvious. You know. Yeah. So, can I answer to that, please? Uh, can I answer quick to that? So that I think uh, sometimes most uh, right with these cyber attacks that is happening with uh, nationwide. Uh, still, we are on that cyber attack right now. And uh, what has happened, uh, I, uh, you know, they're trying to uh, give uh, suddenly attention to something else so we forget about all these issues. I think mm-hmm. that's very possible. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, please. Oh, yeah, I agree. And, and then um, a recent somewhat article had come out in uh, American Greatness, uh, their website, and it talks about NATO's new mission, Peace Through Censorship. I don't know if anybody caught that article. 
censorship. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's very interesting uh, because it talks about NATO and its commanders, uh, our commander, and how they are going to – now, they talked about this at their conference that they had, and then they have, like, a magazine for the NATO members. And which NATO is the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, for those who don't know what NATO, NATO is. Um, <clears throat> they may be familiar with the, the uh, acronym NATO, but not know what it is. But So it's the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. And um, so this transatlantic um, military alliance is in search of a reason for um, perpetuating its existence because, you know, people want to get rid of it. <laughs> they don't, it's not necessary anymore. And so, of course, they've got to protect their their um, existence, you know, at all costs. When anything of power uh, sees that its existence is going to cease at some point, they'll do everything in their power to stop it or, or what they think that they can do. But anyway, um, so the magazine it came out in, which is theirs, is called The Three Swords, and it's an issue um, uh, 39, and it's from October 2023. So last year, at the, at the end of last year, and so the uh, <laughs> the commander um, <clears throat> talked about that um, they're going to be ushering in our free world in 2024, um, 1984, which you know what that reference is um, reference to, and it says, uh, "quote A cognitive warfare is a fact of the modern age, and everyone, whether civilian or military, is a potential target." Cognitive attacks are aimed at exploiting emotions rooted in our subconscious, bypassing our rational conscious mind, and this is achieved by exploiting biases, fallacies, emotions, <clears throat> and um, automatums, you know, where we put the isms at the end of everything. And it also says, but also through nanotechnology, biotechnology, and information technology. And they go on to say... <laughs> In cognitive warfare, the ultimate aim is to alter our perception of reality and to deceive our brain in order to affect our decision-making. We're commonly unaware, or we're commonly unaware of such attacks before it's too late. And they have already affected their targets. Therefore, we must protect ourselves by raising awareness and developing a system of indicators and warnings that can provide real-time information. So again, this magazine goes out to its members. Uh, quote, while cognitive effects are not measurable in the typical sense, they do affect how we think, what we feel, and how we act. They are taking place already now, and these attacks will continue to become more sophisticated. Several countries are developing NBIC capabilities and collecting data for use in targeting the cognitive dimension. So these activities are supported by aspects such as uh, data mining and data analytics, and are further combined with artificial intelligence. And the most vulnerable individuals who feel a lack of belonging, feel marginalized, think that they lack the ability to express their grievances, or believe that they are deprived of their rights. Usually this is combined with a lack of trust in government and social structures. These perceptions can stem from ethical, racial, religious, economic, or even historical reasons. And vulnerabilities are also the key when it comes to understanding how we can protect ourselves against a cognitive attack. So 
It says in Western societies, there are four fundamental vulnerabilities to consider. Government structure, the Western liberal democratic structure is vulnerable to cognitive attacks and at the same time limits the opportunity to defect or detect and defend against these attacks. So these attacks basically are coming from satellites, from you know, other areas of the earth where they have these types of mechanisms to deploy it. And so it's the media and information landscape. Limited means or lack of willingness to share information openly, especially in combination with low literacy, or into develop critical thinking skills opens up a critical vulnerability that can be exploited by exploited by adversaries. Um, they go into basically how this is how they're going to do this, but how to protect yourselves as well. And I just thought, wow, that's really bold of them to put that out there like that, you know. Um, but if they're if they're doing it amongst the members, then it's fine because they're talking to each other. So because us public don't even think to look into their type of magazines that they distribute amongst each other or the WEF, the WEF, they have their own type of magazines and, and stuff that they put out as well. And so if we're not aware of what's in them, it makes us vulnerable um, to what they <laughs> are planning to do with us. And, and it's um, something that we need to be aware of. Um, it's um let's see quote within the cognitive warfare concept, cognitive resilience is defined as the capacity to withstand and recover quickly from an adversarial cognitive attack through the effective uh, preparation of groups and individuals, and we must look at the current ways in which cognitive activities are conducted and by which means. In order to keep the initiative, we need to anticipate possible future developments. And currently, such future developments include ways to read thoughts and emotions, which can enable measurements of the effect of cognitive activities. And based on the result models, can be developed to improve decision making, but also to identify weaknesses to exploit. So, there are rapid developments in the fields of NBIC. One of the most promising projects is the development of embedded synthetic DNA or sDNA, and this can be a useful alternative to silicon semiconductors. Currently, it is possible to store 2.14 by 106 bytes of data on sDNA. This organic material can enable human-machine interfaces, as is often seen as a 47th human chromosome. Crazy, right? <laughs> Pick me up, Commander. I'm ready to defend the brave new world, it says. Quote, Article 3 of the Washington Treaty NATO's founding document establishes the principle of resilience. Quote, in order more to more effectively achieve the objectives of this treaty, the parties separately and jointly by means of continuous and effective self-help and mutual aid uh, will maintain and develop their individual and collective capacity to resist armed attack. Article 3 includes supporting the continuity, <coughs> continuity continuity of government and the provision of essential services among them, resilient civilian communication systems. These, this means that cognitive resilience as an aspect of promoting and enhancing civil preparedness requires that NATO play a key role, but only in the support of its member nations, own efforts and not as a standalone actor. 
NATO nations differ in their cultural, social, technological, and government structures, and with that, their susceptibility to cognitive attacks, a tailored approach needed to provide the right support to the nations. Basically, they want to, you know, enslave us as far as our minds go. And as far as their NATO nations go, <clears throat> yeah, we will, you know, more censored, but we will actually want to do these things. <laughs> and that's why we have the left. Well, yeah. The left, yes. Oh, the left wants to because they want to be protected from hateful speech, not realizing <laughs> that it's not hateful speech. Go ahead. They want to take. They want to take away all of our sovereign abilities to self-govern and and be individuals. You know, they want to put everyone. Everyone is in a group or category. You know, and that's why. You know, back years ago, remember you heard me always talking about the republic and how the military was going to. You know, uh, arrested de facto, and back in 2008, excuse me, 2008, 2009, 2010, and so I pulled up the um, when they served all 50 governors with warrants, okay, and not warrants that you're thinking of, but the a warrant, you know, to to uh, resign from public office uh, in three days. So, and when they then when they ignored them and didn't respond. And stayed in office. That's what re-inhabited the republic by law. So, but let me. Um, it's one par- small paragraph, but this is a copy of the warrant. The guardians of the free republics and sole lawful authority on the land. We, the sovereign people in- inhabiting the free American republics, the well-regulated guardians of the free republics under God, having established the rule of lawful de jure governance and re-inhabited these de jure grand juries by the unanimous declaration of the sovereign people of the United States of America to restore and re-inhabit the free American republic. Uh, C-2010. Um, let me get a bunch of numbers there. Do do the United States of America to restore and re-inhabit the free republics. Uh, hereby uh, invoke our sacred uh, dominion over all the earth and issue this warrant and uh, uh, and orders attached. Oh, excuse me. Here attached. Hereby invoke. Excuse me. Orders here attached here to to the following. Uh, men and women presently acting in the incorporated capacities, respectively noted here thereby, and all successors thereto, and nominees thereof, and to all other people, governments, and nations to whom this warrant and orders necessarily apply. Okay, and then it goes and then it goes uh, and it gives a list of. Uh, Robert Riley, a man occupying the office of governor, incorporated state of Alabama, uh, and it goes on and on and on. Each governor, and, and then and then it goes to the next page. It goes. Uh, let's see who else has a list here. Uh, and then the last paragraph says the notice. Now it says this is the notice. The warrant compromises notice to each and all of the above listed men and women, and all agents and nominees thereof and successors thereof too, and to all the people, governments, and nations of the world. Of the reinhabitation of the legitimate de jure unincorporated Republican government institutions pursuant to the constitutions of the free American republics and the United States of America Republic 1787. And the conclusion, termination, voiding, and um, uh, <clears throat> voiding and defunding of the de facto office of these governors of each of the aforesaid 50 
political subdivisions of the United States federal corporation. So um, then quote some laws and everything, uh, and they go. And this is given to the International Court, World Court, the Hague, um, United Postal Union, and uh, and all the governors were served. So then it goes on. There's about 50 pages here of all the other stuff that it has. You know, quoting the the uh, Guardians of the Free Republics, and that was back when they see they were going to. Uh, they re-inhabited the Jour government, and the military was going to announce it to the people. But you know, we were having all these meetings across the country, and people were arguing, you know, like you can't do that because people are there'll be riots in the streets as soon as you turn off people's food stamp cards, and they don't get their government check, and you stop trash service in New York City. Uh, you know, how, how are you going to keep the infrastructure of the country going while you re-inhabit and you know, and how are you going to phase out the Federal Reserve? You know, so all these little things and uh, details weren't worked out. Can't have tanks on every corner in America. It won't happen. We don't have enough tanks anyway. So, you know, so what's the rest of our military going to do? We're going to start bringing them back home? Yeah. But what's the world? The world financial system would collapse. So, you you know, and we wouldn't care about the rest of the world, but is that our responsibility or isn't it? I mean, we're not supposed to do no harm to others. So, you know, these are all the conversations that were happening at these meetings. You know, I mean, I was in these meetings with three, four hundred people at a time, you know, every single weekend for like six months straight. And then at the end, everybody was like, we're just going to be on standby. That's it. Everybody started disappearing, going back into the back into the, the emails, got lost, uh, phone numbers got disconnected and everybody just disappeared. You know, so, you know, it's again. So was that what what do you guys make of that? I mean, I'm just throwing that out there in your opinion. I mean, I'm going to get your opinion. Excuse me. What do you make of that? Um, as far as everybody disappearing, I, you know. No, no, about re-inhabiting the de jure government and the way that they, that you know, how they were going, that the plan of in, implementing it at that time by arresting the governors, by Telling them to vacate office so that, you know, we can have real elections, lawful elections, you know, like we talk about, and have mm-hmm. a, a de jure government put back in place. Well, all of this would have already been done a long time ago, but see, each time they make their attempt, because this isn't the first attempt um, by the elitist or shadow government or you know, world, global, whatever, talking head people, um, trying to, to govern under one government – They've had we've had several attacks, um, but each time they learn because it looks good on paper, actually doesn't seem to be panning out, and so they retreat and go back and learn about that and what happened and their wrongs and and how they could fix it, and then they'll come back again and they'll make another attempt, except for they have corrected where they erred last time with their with their plans, and so they continue to do that, and right now they are. Um, at a hold in a holding pattern, um, but they're still there, and and this is evident in the fact that we were supposed to have another virus unleashed, um, and we hear about it here and there and that we're here in the states, um, but nothing to the level of the the COVID hoax um, virus as far as the. No, I think you're missing. No, you're misinter- No, you misinterpreted my question. I wanted to know your opinion as to the implementation of the de jure lawful republic government by unseating right. and dethroning the corporation. No, that won't happen. That won't happen. Um, 
and, and as far as uh, their plan and how to implement it and how you had had wrote written it out there, um, it, it, it's just not possible to do at this time. And and as far as the corporations go, as far as us dethroning them, um, the only way that that's going to happen is if entrepreneurship can can hold here in the United States and across the world um, in its in its truest form without relying on any type of government assistance um, to to get their well, products yeah. or services exactly um, done. Yeah, we could. And the so, government would collapse. The infrastructure would collapse. Yeah, but yeah. but but and, here's here, here, here's Suzette. Mm-hmm. Here is uh, here's the one uh, flaw with what you had just said about the entrepreneurs not having any uh, government assistance in you know doing whatever the whatever it is they're going to do. Mm-hmm. On, like on, that. on that note, on, okay, on that note and whatnot, um, they might not get any government assistance in uh, starting whatever business or, the, you know, that they want to get into or whatever they want to, whatever type of widgets they want to make or anything like that. The one thing is, is that they will not have all the government regulation and red tape to go through, uh-huh. right. you know, to set up their, their operations. And that's bad, why? <laughs> you know, so well, we have with, to without, 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 without the government interference, uh, you know, through regulations and stuff, uh, that would be probably as much, if not a greater help to uh, the your entrepreneurship as uh, anybody could could want for, you know, hope for. Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, okay. You, you had said the only one problem with what I said was, and then you continued on. And so that's why I was saying, why is government, no government regulation a bad thing? <laughs> I misunderstood you. Um yeah. yeah, and we have the International Monetary Fund as far as the Federal Reserve goes. They That's pretty much their one-in-one. One. Um, so it would just be a matter of semantics and location um, for, for, for currency goes. Um, well, we could debit. Probably- we could debit the various, but we could debit the assets that uh, identified in the uh, in the uh, de facto uh, comprehensive annual financial reports. They have enough money there. Every single state has so much surplus. It's not even funny. Like North Carolina has eighty nine billion dollars sitting mm-hmm. there, you know, uh, right. uh, uh, just from a couple of years ago alone. So we're far from broke. Right. Right. And and it, I had mentioned before. As far as um, so let's just say we decide one day to just say sorry, Federal Reserve, we're not dealing with you anymore. Um, we can print our own money and deal with ourselves. So go away. You're you know you're not welcome here anymore. And so what are they going to do? What's Federal Reserve going to do? I mean they they have no um, laws that are going to arrest everybody in the United States or even the United States government. They can't um, as far as put liens on anybody <laughs> for the money that's owed to them. You know, so uh, there's nothing, but nobody has actually said it out loud as far as let's just one day just stop using the Federal Reserve. Then we have other banks. We have credit unions. We have local banks. We don't need them. And what are they going to do about it? banks, yeah. Yep. Nobody has not Nobody's yep. been able to answer that question for me, whether it's uh, yeah. Congress mm-hmm. or, you know, any of us. 
what are they going to do about it? <laughs> and yeah, Congressman, you, you I spoke gotta... to you in, sorry, in New Mexico, um, had told me that's a very good question. I, I, I couldn't you, answer it you, for you. <laughs> you have, you, you, you also have to consider the fact that all of these so-called independent banks and credit unions and whatnot are governed under the rules set up by the Federal Reserve. Right. And so they abandoned those and just went by U.S. Treasury rules. Um, nothing would happen. I mean, so the Federal Reserve goes, all right, you're not playing by our rules anymore. We're cutting you off. Okay, no problem. We've got the Treasury over here working with us. Now what? Yeah, because we still got our Treasury and 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 really, you know, nothing. We can, you know, they can really, you know, the funds, the funds can be implemented and, and and absorbed back into the treasury. You know, I mean, the treasury could deposit a one billion dollar coin. You know, yeah, I mean, it's one trillion dollar coin. Yeah, supposed to you know? be operating out of, you know, but then they had went with the Federal Reserve. But originally, the treasury is supposed to be our source for currency, not not the Federal Reserve. But you know that, Justin. But um, yeah. So people are worried, you know. Well, we can't, we can't piss off the Federal Reserve, you know. Uh, well, why not? Well, what will happen? you got a bunch of old men sitting around a table, and then what? They're not in charge of the military, so they can't, like, seize us or seize our government. Um, yeah, they got nothing. Yeah. Okay, so that, and the people uh, – so you know, go ahead, Mike. Uh, yeah, thank you very much. Uh, you know, when a government of people, for the people – uh, it doesn't exist anymore. We have a governmental corporation by the corporation for the corporations. This is what we see. And mm-hmm. it no matter to me, uh, without offense, no matter who is elected next time or we will not have election uh, at all, it doesn't matter. The bottom line, it will be continuation of the pretty much the same policies into policies of the policies. Because British, they set us up. British, they divided us by every means that they could. By the religion, by the economic status, by the political, uh, you know, whether you like X, Y, Z, Etc. So they created very bad situation into United States of America that never been in, we were in this position before. So we, and they want us to take the bait, but are we going to take the bait of the British Empire? That's a big question. To me, I hope we don't. But if we do it. That's why they made the movie Civil War Two. Civil War, Civil War Two, that is coming to all the theaters worldwide because of what? Because they predict exactly. They they want us to do that, and I hope we don't do that. But I don't know how much the chances are. Don't do it, or we do it. I'm not sure. Well, I'm not sure. I understand how that ties into the Federal Reserve. Um, and dissolving because because the Federal Reserve is is for is is it for you or for me? No, it's not for me. It's for the corporations. Yeah, that's why I you say see, to get rid of it. Well, it's it's for them. 
So, 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 if it's not belong to us, all of us, then it's it's not, uh, you know, uh, good for us. So, therefore, uh, you know, it's it's part of the. They put every all the structure within. They they have their own, uh, you know. Uh, in case of any right now, because of this balloon, I will give you the site uh, uh, later on. But once you go to the site, and you see right now it's alive because of the balloon on the Colorado area that is found. All the nuclear forces of NATO and United States in a state of emergency, as we speak. So, so you see the news they don't want us to uh, hear, uh, whatever they want to feed us. But right now, you know, uh, also uh, Putin uh, was seen in the T21 bomber today. He was exercising the, uh, you know, uh, the uh, nuclear uh, bombs uh, by T1, uh, T21 bombers. So you see he's in charge of all this uh, nuclear still, and he's a pilot. I mean, he's a, running the T-21 bombers today. So, I mean, these are the news that they don't want you to hear. They, they want you to hear what they want you to, uh, to hear. But if you go to NY Prepper, NY Prepper uh, in YouTube, right now is alive after the show. Still, you can uh, see uh, the status of what's going on with the balloon and all the nuclear forces of United States and NATO. And right now, over California, there is a B-1 bomber of the United States and five, at least five, uh, right now is patrolling all United States right now. And, and also, if you go to Canadian Prepper, uh, YouTube it, please, Canadian Prepper. You will get the latest, cleanest, purest news that nowhere else you can find. But of course, we have our intel too. We share it with you guys. But these are the two main sites. Uh, after other sites that we, we, you guys visit, this is the best one. Thank you. Why do you think it's allowed on YouTube? Uh, repeat the yeah. question. <laughs> Why do you think it's allowed on YouTube? why it's allowed in the YouTube? Yeah, because if it's the only information of its kind and it's, and it's information that the general public shouldn't be privy to, um, why would it be on YouTube? Most of that, stuff yeah, like because, that. Because, because if it, it has over one and a half million supporters, Canadian prepper, which he, he himself uh, is, is so far, I mean, we, I mean, you have to, to give a chance, you know, to analyze. And I'm just curious how YouTube allows that information on there. Usually, they'll, they'll, um, what do you call it, suspend an account until a person yeah, removes like any did. type of disinformation. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's been around yeah. for over 10, 10, 15 years, you know. Or NY Prepper, I mean, himself, you know, he has been around for at least uh, 10 years. But why aren't they suspending his account, Mike? Why are they not suspending his account? Because anytime anyone posts any type of truth or or information that goes against the New World Order, they they ban the account. Uh Yeah, because I I had an account on there for almost 10 years, and they banned me uh, last year 
or a year and a half ago for saying something about masks and using a doctor who had been in the business for 15, 20 years that was a uh, a respiratory doctor, and he was talking about how masks were bad for you. I got kicked off of YouTube, and I had three, 400 videos on there, and they're all gone. Yeah. And this guy's allowed to have, like, over a million subscribers and um, never been suspended and able to put that information out there. Something's up with that. I, in my uh, so, opinion, I mean, maybe it's legit. I don't know. But it just seems suspicious. I mean, he is, he, he has a small shop that his family has in Canada uh, for, you know, kind of a prepper, uh, for preparedness and et cetera. And he 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 does this uh, as uh, you know because he is uh, in that field, and of course he has talked to many 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 people, and uh, yeah, that's a good question. If you guys ask, we can answer it together. Maybe next time we see uh, in this great show or your great shows, uh, Mr. Robert, we will uh, try to analyze it. But I would like you guys give a chance to see uh, what uh, he he has the info and intelligence that uh, you know is remarkable. I mean, uh, I personally, I mean, of course we have our intels, and you guys have your intels. Everybody have their own intels. But once we put it all together. I think it it does make more sense with his intel, but I mean, uh, I mean that's a good question. You have to answer it next time, please. You're right. I mean, in the some sense, yes. yes. Yeah, it just. I mean, I'll check it out, of course, and I don't ever not check something out. You know, as far as just deem it disinformation and say ignore it but yes i'll check it out for sure but a lot of times or most of the time these days anyway um so you have to verify your news sources but you'll find truth tellers like on uh, substack because they can't get their their articles out on mainstream media or you know any type of um, blog post uh, because it'll get censored or, or suspended their account or whatever so they have to find alternative means to get their their stories out there their information um and then of course you got to verify them to make sure they are legit but um then you have also banned videos and um what's the other one i don't know there's a couple other video um where you can find videos that you can't find on youtube bit shoot and all these at rumble um because they won't show them on YouTube. They've been suspended, so that's why I ask. Um, one of the no, no, absolutely, your valid reason. I mean, I appreciate you. I never thought of that. But, you know, but once, uh, I mean, kind of, uh, you give a little bit chance to monitor his uh, uh, information, I think uh, we, we both may, I mean, we all may have a different opinion uh, by few days or a, a week at least when we talk about uh, Nathan or, I mean, which is Canadian Prepper and NY Prepper. I mean, these mm-hmm. are, they work, I mean, NY Prepper, he, he works in the army himself. He used to be in the Gulf, uh, Persian, uh, per, I mean, uh, Iraqi, yeah, Persian Gulf at that time. 
uh, when the invasion of Iraq came. So, I mean, uh, then, uh, he, he himself is in Canada. Of course, he, he, Canadian law maybe is different with the YouTube than you are in the United States. You know, maybe that's uh, maybe it could be one of the uh, problems that he hasn't uh, been closed yet. But he has been. But he, he himself he tells many times. He says, "I'm giving you all this info, but I don't know how much more I can be on the air." He does that many times. I have uh, we uh, we monitor him, so you know. Okay. So he well, kno- no he problem. knows that. Um, I'll check him out. Oh, like I said, I'll check him out yeah. and, and um, see what he's got to say and, and let you know. But, um, yeah, I always like to check out, see new perspectives, check out people um, that are out there with truth and also um, disinformation and misinformation because you have to – Yeah, because as soon as you become a creator, as soon as you become a publisher or a creator and you, and you affect the big club, those, they shut you down fast. <laughs> and, you you know? Yeah. Absolutely, you guys right. I don't deny what you guys say, but but yeah, we have to question everything. Absolutely. Yeah, um, just like the story about the fluorescent glow in the faces of um, of people who were vaccinated um, under a UV light, they supposedly glow. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this comes to right. Dr. Anna Maria uh, Michalia, and um, there's an article in Substack about it. And they talked about um, what her work is shown through scientific testing and backed up by government and NGO documentation. And the evidence shows that humanity has already been infected with cutting-edge surveillance nanotechnology. This is a follow-up on my last report on Dr. McLeo's hydrogel research. Your research shows that those who receive the COVID shots emit a fluorescent orange glow in their faces that is visible under a UV light of 365 Wow. And those who have been exposed to sudden emit this glow around their nose. And after his wife coerced and was coerced into getting the COVID shot, T.H. Hoy began his own research. And he found that more shots the person received, the more they glowed under the UV light. And the glow can be seen initially around the nose and over time spreads throughout the entire face and into the neck. And after a hot shower, filaments are expelled through the skin of the back and these filaments also emit a glow under UV light. These filaments not only glow, but they have been seen and shown to move on their own in sporadic movements. Um, and they are what? also attracted to people. In videos, they have been seen trying to latch onto a finger. And when a person who has received the shots has had dry skin, these expelled filaments will become airborne. And this could explain how shedding occurs from the vaxxed to the unvaxxed. And the Pfizer trial document oh that an unvaxxed individual in close proximity to someone who has been vaxxed can be affected by inhaling and skin contact. In 2008, a biological nanotechnology pesticide designed to kill the brown moth in the state of California was deployed and appears to have included the same sort of fluorescent invisible micro dye that we, that we see in the scientific research. Dr. Hildegard Strengener tested individuals exposed to this nanotechnology, nanotech pesticide, and found that a glow could be detected in their eyes under UV light. 
Dr. Stranger called us the eye of our, uh, the eye of Horus, testified. According to the literature, would have been used to track the effectiveness of the dispersal. This idea has been around for decades in the Institute for National Security Studies, Non-Lethal Weapon Terms and References, published in 1997, discusses an individual infrared dye, which is invisible <laughs> under UV light, so that rioters can be later identified. I'll put the article, um, what do you call it, um, thing URL in the, in the chat room here. Um, Justin Coy points out that the genetic code of the luciferous, a bioluminescent enzyme found in nature is included in the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines, also with SB40, which could theoretically allow the luciferous to be written into the gen genetics of the recipient. Coy proposes that this could be what is causing the vax to glow under a UV light. Now, I never got the vax, so I can't test myself to see if I glow or not. <laughs> But um, the TRACE Act, HR.6666, COVID-19 testing wow. and contacting everyone act was introduced in May of 2020. And the bill authorizes the Center for Disease Control to contact TRACE and monitor the population. In late 2020 and early 2021, people all over the world started noticing purple streetlights, which is the color of the UV light. Yeah, yep. Yep. Wow. I saw him. <laughs> the, the quantum wow. tattoo research funded by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation provided a way of detecting whether or not a person was vaccinated by including fluorescent medical information in the vaccines. Invisible near infrared tattoos that would imprint beneath the skin to later be read by customized smartphones. In the scientific literature on mm. quantum dot research, those fluorescent medical information tattoos have a similar appearance to the faces of those infected by the bats under UV light. You may or you may not believe in biblical prophecy, but it seems clear that one that the ones running this diabolical program are using it as their playbook from Revelation 13. Quote, and the second beast required all people, small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on the right hand of their forehead so that no one could buy or sell unless he had the mark, unquote. But never forget, we will still have free will. And it's like, yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Free will as a dog, but still, yeah. Totally. So let me put that in the chat room. It's also a video to go with it, but I, I can't find the video. Biblically, though, that um, wouldn't make sense about the people getting infected that didn't get the shot because they didn't get the shot. They didn't make the choice. You know, you can't be forced yeah. to take the mark. You know. Right. And right. Think, yeah. Absolutely. Especially, you know, uh, the, uh, you know, the people have uh, get cancer is the highest in all over the world uh, because. People took, you know, people taking three shots, four shots. Some people take it two shots or even one shot. I mean, heart disease. I mean, that's that's why many accidents has happening worldwide. I mean, you're driving, and suddenly you may have a encounter with a heart attack or um, chest pain, and uh, basically, so many accidents happening in the highways, freeways, uh, etc around the globe, 
especially in United States, Canada as well too. The people, you know, are not the same people anymore. I mean, except those hundred. Uh, 30,000 people that uh, did not put a shot in the United States, they are going to rebuild the United States of America because they were smart. I mean, uh, smart, smarter yeah. than others. I mean, um, hang on, Mike. Hang on, everybody. We've got ten minutes left. Ten minutes, and we'll be going into overtime. So, if you want to call in, you need to call in. If you hang up, you won't be able to after ten minutes. Six five seven three eight three zero six one six. Press one if you want to talk. Or join, or do I have something you will comment, you want to share, or whatever? You could be un, un, you could be screened. You have to give your name, to be anonymous. So six five seven three eight three zero six one six. All right, go ahead, Mike. Sorry. Yeah, that's fine, uh, brother uh, Gibson. Uh, you know, uh, um, yes, uh, we uh, we see a lot of diseases and disorder is happening around the globe, and as a result of this uh, mRNA vaccine, and not in Europe. Uh, especially in England, uh, they passed the laws that if uh, you talk bad about mRNA, you will be fined and you will be jailed as a result <laughs> of the talking against about vaccines, uh, any kind of vaccine, especially uh, mRNA and COVID-19. And so now Europe it's gone mad. European people say, hell with it. We are going to talk about it every minute, every second, uh, uh, what we want to talk about the COVID. So, you know, so this is happening. Well, Europe's got a lot of problems. (laughs) That's that's not good. Go ahead, please. Yeah, well, a lot of things happen over there in Europe that, that, you know, and they always head over this way. But I'll tell you what, the border crisis here is out of control. I mean, we see what's going on with the elections. I mean, the, the, we have 40 million undocumented people in this country, probably more, and they want these people to vote. Uh, uh, they're trying to get these people to be able to vote. I mean, this is insane, insane. That's why I like the voter ID law. I kind of like it, you know? Yeah, nobody like it. I mean, North Korea. North Korea, if you put one inch of your leg uh, into the North Korea, you will be taken and you will be questioned, and you will send to their FEMA camps in North Korea. But here, yeah. we, not everybody comes, ha, 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 cha, cha, cha. We, we go in USA, USA. Yeah, well, one thing I can't understand, right? One thing I can't understand, Suzette. Suzette, hang on, Mike. Is that like, for instance, these cell phones and everything, right? Like North Korea, right? They don't have cell phone factories over there, and they don't make cell phones, but they got their own special little brand of cell phones that that are that are linked into their special internet that their internet can't connect with the worldwide internet. And I'm just wondering why these servers or these mobile hotspots or these mobile spots, how that could be, how they could coordinate that and and shut it down. And, 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 and control and regulate this Internet because the Internet really is very difficult to control. I mean, I could put an antenna in my computer, and I could get, basically you know, get the Internet from anywhere. You know, I mean, so it, it, it's, it's kind of like a radio, you know, FM, AM, FM radio, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I, don't, I just don't understand how North Korea can control it, you know. I got a private yeah, call. North, North, Korea. North Korea, they have their own system that close circuit. So, 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 mm-hmm. uh, so it's not, I mean, they, everybody can talk to each other and et cetera, but they cannot dial it the next, uh, say, uh, dial one, uh, whatever number after it, yep. talk to South Korea, for example. You cannot do that. All right, so let me connect this private caller, guys. He got his hand up there. I don't, wanna, I don't know how long he's been waiting. Yeah, 
Go ahead, private caller. Is this Sarge? Yeah. Hey, brother Mike. How you doing? It's always good to hear you. You're a serious intellect, and uh, it's good to talk to you, Joe. I couldn't get through all night. I finally said, let's see if I can get through, and voila, it finally went through. I don't know what's going nice. on. Really? You guys are having trouble? Huh. Wow. Nice yeah, man, I couldn't get through. I, I was dialing, I, I, it would not even ring. And but I just picked it up. And oh, it. boy. And it finally We're rang, getting infected. And I could finally get through. <laughs> So, We're you know, infected by the virus. It's starting to spread. <laughs> yeah, that's what was happening on Robert's show for anybody that was trying to call in. Yeah, what do you expect to block? But anyway, uh, look, we got 7.3 million illegal aliens, uh, uh, known encounters under uh, Biden's watch. If you count the 1.8 million known gotaways, that's, uh, that's about uh, 9 million people. That's bigger than New York. Just the gotaways is bigger than the population of New York. There's more illegal aliens that come in this country, population of 78 states in the Union. Now, this is coming from uh, CP, uh, CPB. They reported 961,537 border encounters in the current fiscal year. That's from October through September. And if this current pace continues, is going to break last year's record of 2,475,669 border encounters. And this is just unsustainable. It's unbelievable. These people are not the kind of immigrants who used to come in the country illegally, who are largely self-sustaining and worked and did not rely upon any form of welfare other than maybe private charity, and even not much of that. They actually did work to make either a subsistence living or even a prosperous living, but they worked. These people have come over here because the word is out. You get bennies. They're like any other group of people anywhere in the world. They respond appropriately to incentive. They, they, they respond one way to one kind of incentive. They respond another way to a disincentive. And all we're getting now from this government, inappropriate incentives to illegally break into the country with their assistance. Mm-hmm. This has got to stop. Now, look. You know, we're, we're, we're being told every day, every day, 330,000 or 400, maybe 500,000 Russians have gone into Ukraine. Now, true, they had tanks and artillery and self-propelled artillery and ground attack aircraft. Okay, that's kind of a multiplication factor. But still, it was about 500,000 of them that have invaded Ukraine, and we got to send them billions of dollars to protect their border. Well, you know, it kind of... On the other side, we got 10 million people under this clown that come into the country illegal. That kind of balances 500,000, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I mean, this is, this, this is just crazy. It's got to yeah. stop. I don't know what – you know, I'm at the point now where I'm starting to say, hey, you know, maybe we ought to consider – like, remember I told you about Operation Unthinkable with Winston Churchill? Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Well, that's all yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. Maybe we should start thinking operation on things, but we 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 cannot allow an invasion of this country to keep going. At the very least, we ought to be doing, or the border states ought to be doing what Governor Abbott is doing. At the least, just saying no, we're going to protect our borders and protect our citizens and deploy our troops to do whatever we have to to keep them safe and secure. And you federal government do what you must. And every yeah, state should have legislation to round these people up, you know, if they're in their state. 
Well, we know that's not going to happen right with uh, rats in charge. Demon rats in charge, it'll never happen. The only way that is even conceivable is to get rid of the demon rats. They're just not going to do it. They're just not going to do it. It does not go along with the agenda. Even the ones that might want to do it, their party leadership is so committed to this illegal alien invasion, they're going to be suppressed. Even if they know it's wrong, if they had their way about it, they wouldn't do it. The Democrat Party leadership is just so absolutely committed to this course of action that they're just suppressed. There's nothing they can do. The demon rats have got to go. Whatever problems you got with Republicans, set it aside to get rid of the invasion. Because, look, when these kind of things come up, what do you get? You get Republicans said, okay, we got to, we got for the most part, we're going to get 95% of them going to vote for it, and you get four or five holdouts. Every single Democrat wants to keep it going. Every single one. There's just yeah. no comparison. Yeah. Now, and now, if you could get, I would prefer if we could find a viable candidate who isn't a Republican or a Democrat who would vote to stop this invasion. That would be better. But I'm sorry, right now, that's magical thinking. That's not going to happen. We've got to get in some people in office who will stop this invasion. It's got to be a priority along with election integrity. Those two things, as far as I'm concerned, are even more important than the economy. Maybe. Saving Maybe, America. Sarge. Amen, Sarge. Too. We love you. Thank you for covering uh, exactly what we are t- talking before, but you covered it a little bit more, uh, you know, powerful, <laughs> so everybody can understand. <laughs> I, I look, I mean, I look, I, look, I, I, I've got a stake in this country. I shed blood for this country. I almost got killed in the service of this country. And even if I hadn't, even if I hadn't, I'm a citizen. I'm concerned about my fellow citizens, the traditions of this country, and what this country could be for my posterity. Including that means my descendants who aren't even born yet. Those are my concerns. And I, what I see happen in this country, I'm seeing like a rapid motion decline of the Roman Empire. The Roman Empire went slowly over 500 years. This is a rapid, precipitous decline, like a toboggan going downhill. I've never seen anything quite like it. In two administrations, in the course of two administrations, the Obama administration, a little bit of an interregnum with the Trump administration, and now the Biden administration. Those two administrations in which the Trump administration is sandwiched are the reason why we're here right now. I mean, they just put everything in a high gear. You had, you, had the, you had the globalists, sure, under Bush, but they were measured. They were somewhat cautious. They knew they couldn't proceed precipitously. They had the mala bias to some extent. And a lot of times we could see what they were doing, like when they put that, that woman up there for Supreme Court justice. That got shot down so fast, and everybody saw it through that so quick. It didn't have prayer of fasting. 60 seconds, guys. 60 yeah, seconds. We're going to overtime. Sorry, 60 seconds. So if okay. you're in the chat room, I don't know if you'll get cut off or not. So we might have to call in. So I don't know. But 60 seconds. All right. Go ahead, Sarge. Sorry. Yeah, but anyway, you know, the Bushmen, they, were, they weren't so precipitous. They were, they, were, they were measured. They knew they had to proceed with some kind of caution. They had been hijacked by lunatic radicals. This demon rat party is just people. Just Infested with nutcases like Barbara Lee, just all of a sudden raising the minimum wage to fifty dollars an hour, just overnight. 
You know I mean, like that wouldn't put upward pressure on every other salary in the state, which it would. So if you got entry level jobs at fifty dollars an hour, what are you gonna do with the upper level jobs? You got to get them out. You got them one hundred fifty dollars an hour. Yeah. It's insane. <laughs> they don't think. They don't think. They don't reason. They just say to myself, "What can I say that'll get the hoi polloi to vote for me and give me temporary political advantage?" And I'll say whatever I have to, because after all, that's what my political masters would like us to do, like me to do, to weaken the economy and prepare the ground for their eventual world economic forum globalism. It's just crazy. Well, sorry, the Federal Reserve's got plenty of money. They got plenty of money. You know, they print it up out of thin air. Why not share the wealth? They can send sixty billion Y'all over to Ukraine. You know, to buy a you know, American bread. people. Yeah, yeah. Can American people get some money? And you have to fill yeah, it up with cash. I know. I know. Hey, they act like it can't happen here. Like the late, like the the only country in history could ever have to do was Weimar Germany. It couldn't possibly happen in the United States. All we got to do is just magical think, more magical thinking, and we can give everybody $50 an hour because that's what they need to live. You can't live on a salary less than $104,000 a year. And since you can't, we must raise the minimum wage to uh, $50 an hour. That's, they think like that. They actually think this works. Well, what's the solution then, Sarge? What's the solution? The federal, you know, How do we make our, our dollar worth anything anymore? How do we do it? Uh, well, first of all, we have to banish these magical thinking nuts from public life. I don't know what it's going to take to do it. The education system sure isn't ed- educating this wide thing. It's not. I mean, it it, 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 it kind of gives them a milder version of what lunatics like this Barbara Lee says. And people have no understanding of economics, supply and demand, uh, the invisible mm-hmm. hand. That what Adam Smith said is how free market economies work. I mean, they, they seem to think or imply that essentially directed directed economic system with a bunch of five-year plans and edicts from the federal government is better than a free market system where suppliers of goods and services have to compete with each other to provide a better good or service and to come to a, 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 a kind of a negotiation with the buyer of the good or service to please them. If you think about pre-market economics, it's the best one in the world because whoever is selling something has to work to please the person they're trying to sell it to. And that means that, that there's give and take between the buyer and the provider. It's the best system. It's organic. It is one that has naturally mm-hmm. sprung up over thousands of years. It didn't come out of the mind of some perverse degenerate sitting up there in his parents' home in a basement in Germany in the middle of the 19th century. They come of a self-hating man who also hated his people. He, he was in it. He hated his family. It didn't come from that sort of psychotic mind. It developed over people having relationships with each other and bartering with each other over thousands of years. That's why it is the best. That's why you can't point to anybody who originated it. You can point to people who identified it, like Adam Smith and Hayek and Mises and other economists. They identify it. They describe it, but you cannot point to anyone who invented it because no one did. It, it originated mm-hmm. out of the normal interactions and activities of human beings over generations. And that's how we mm-hmm. got it. That's why we have it. All right, Sarge, I want to build it's a back porch. It's human right? nature. 
It I want to build a back patio. Sorry. That's why it works. Sorry. I want to Sarge. I want to build a back patio eight by eight. And I got to get a permit. I got to get uh, inspected. I got to buy a permit box. I got, you know, I mean, all these fees, the government is getting involved, the government. You know, I mean, it's, it, I got, they got to charge, you know, people got to charge. You know, I mean, how, you got to get government out of the way. How do we do that? I got the good old boys next door reporting me. My, my neighbors will stitch me out. Us Americans are eating each other up. Well, you know, well, look. Well, look, uh, what we, we understand about, look, our Constitution is not free from government regulation. After all, you got the Interstate Commerce Clause. That implies a measure of regulation by the government. Uh, I, look, it has to be minimal, though, and only that which is within the, within the reason bounds of the police power. And the police power is that power which enables laws and regulations for the health safety, and welfare of the citizens within the reasonable uh, application of that power. Those are the only regulations you need. The person who builds the deck, you have an inspector, and make sure it conforms with safety regulations so it won't collapse and kill a bunch of people. That's it. That's it. You, you, know, you, you don't have unreasonable fees. You don't have undue regulations. That's it. Just what is reasonable to exercise the police power. And you're right, uh, Joe. It has gone beyond what it should be, way beyond what it should be. Now it's simply an exercise of arbitrary government power, and that, sir, is the kind of tyranny that we're complaining about. Mm-hmm. Yep. So what do we do about it? Well, what do we do about it? Well, we got to educate people. People are not educated. They think magically, too. They think anything could come about because... Uh, businesses are successful. They make a lot of money. And if you just put enough pressure on them, then magically they can fix whatever problems I got in my life. You know, businesses and government. It's magical thinking. It's not hard-headed application of reality. And education is hard to get across to people. It's hard to educate people. It really is. How about something simple? Freedom. Just be free. Stop calling the cops for everything. Stop calling 911. Stop looking to the government for help. You know? I mean, stop reporting things. Well, Just mind your business. See, when, when people were self-reliant, they didn't need to do that so much. We've Increasingly, we have made children of adults. We are telling 26-year-olds they can stay with their parents and still get on their health care plan. They're treating, they're treating adults like children. This sort of thing, is, and, and this, is, this has to do with education. You teach people to be as self-reliant as you can teach them to be, and they won't want government. Then again, that's a paradox for the people who want more government. They want more people dependent on the government so they'll have more power. It's a circular well, I don't want to ruin my good name. I don't want to ruin my good name. i got to report my neighbor, you know. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's just, this is how they are. I got to pay my bills on time, you know. I got, I got, you know, as long as I got a job, I'm all right. Well, you know, that's you know selfish. They, they don't want people that's to be self-reliant. They, they, they don't like so. Look, okay, let's say you want to – look, one of the things I ran afoul of when I started to raise chickens, I had to make sure I was complying with the regulations in here about how, how far from my house I can locate the chicken coop. Now, they weren't horribly – onerous regulations, but if I ran afoul of them, I could have been fine. And I had, I was getting fresh chickens every day, 
when my chickens got to the age where they couldn't lay any more eggs, well, they wound up in a stew pot. It was a nice, fresh chicken. It was great, you know? But yeah. the point of the matter is, is that as long as the regulations aren't crazy, that was basically how close to the house you can have chicken coop. Okay. And if you comply with that, there wasn't too many regulations on it beyond that. But you still had to check and see what the regulations were. In other places, it's infinitely more. It, it all depends on the jurisdiction where you live as to how onerous these regulations are. That's why people are fleeing to states that don't have so goddamn many. That's why they're leaving California. That's why they're leaving New York. They got three million people have left New York in the last two and a half years. Three million. That means if they don't import more illegal aliens, they're going to lose electoral power in nationwide elections. That's why they want more illegal aliens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're right. But, you know. And then it's another way they managed to work this thing in. They managed to reduce the birth rate among American women. How? By telling them it's more important for them to work for a soulless corporation to, to have children and raise them. Because after all, let's face it, biological reality dictates that a, a, a normal woman's reproductive life is limited in comparison to a man. It just is. Don't blame me. God made it that way. So that means they well, only got be a so man many years which they could be reproductive. And they, uh, for a lot of women, it's a choice between a career or raising your children. For a lot of women, not all. Some women manage to juggle it quite well. But many women don't even want to make the choice. They're going to pick one or the other. Reproductive rate is down. 65 million abortions in the United States alone since Roe versus Wade. That means whatever children they might have had, uh, in addition to their own lost lives, and whatever children they might have had, guess who's got to make up the gap? The illegal aliens who are fecund when they come. They don't mind reproducing. They like it. Absolutely. They think it's a good idea. Like once upon a time, we used to think that was a good idea. But see, the, the, but our masters, our political masters know that they're not going to be able to keep up, prop up their welfare state programs like Social Security and Medicare and Medicaid and all of those stuff unless they get more people to pay into the system. So that's part of it, too. They want a surf class. They want a servant class. And they want people to pay into all these entitlement programs that are going to go belly up without more fresh people to pay into them. We can't get with our own citizens. Our own women have decided it's not good to be reproductive. It's more important to be a CEO in some soulless corporation than it is to raise your own children. And many women are taking that choice. And a lot of men are encouraging them. So why are we surprised? I'm not. Well, what do you think these times are? It's a long time. Huh? Robert, you I asked me about how the Bobby King. Hang on, Mike. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. They, 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 they have four or five kids, and they are not <laughs> They are on uh, 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 all this kind of health. And then, uh, you know, yes, we are American citizens. Uh, we, we cannot have even one kid or uh, at all because we, we cannot afford to raise one kid. And, and they can afford four or five, and they're overpopulating. And then very soon, 
we all become minority in the United States, and they will be majority. And then we will see what, and then they win in every aspect of the law. They can change any laws. They can do anything they want, and they can annex Mexico to USA and Canada. North American Union is right at your door. Go ahead, please. Thanks for tying it all together there, Brother Mike. That's a very real possibility. Yes, yes, because once we cannot, uh, uh, I mean, the balance will be, it's out of balance, will be. And we become weaker and weaker, and then get stronger and stronger, and the scenario will be played, and Amero would be the new money of the United States, and basically everything would be one country, and and become like NATO uh, or European Union, and this is the plan of the globalist plan of the new world order, and that's why they keep bringing, 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 and still we keep saying, please close it up, close the borderline, don't bring all these people, and there is a law and order. I mean, everybody wait multiple years through the process. They have to see if you have a crime or not. If you are a good citizen in your respective country before, then maybe you pass in many areas. Then you you will be allowed. But here, bingo, bingo, I come from Mexico to here within less than 24 hours. I mean, that's not the answer. I mean, anybody can come. Chinese is coming. The uh, Afghanis, uh, uh, Talibanis are coming in the United States. And we have seen the IRGC uh, uh, from Iran. They are also mixed with them. They are coming into the United States. And we have seen a lot of other terrorists uh, coming from Beirut and, uh, you know, Hamas and etc. coming to the United States. Then what the hell is going to be happening? I mean, there is no law and order. I mean, of course, we have right to be screaming. We have right to be concerned. I mean, we are all uh, are afraid for the near future what will be happening. I mean, enough is enough. But unfortunately, they don't. They play the game, and and over and over. And the borderline will be open, and nothing will be changed that much. Go ahead. You know, it'd be different if they want to bring up the rest of the world to the standard of living that the typical American expects they should be able to live in. But no, see, they've got to, they've got to, they attack us on every front. They say that standard of living that Americans expect and uh, uh, to be better in every generation is actually destructive of Mother Earth and the planet. It's carbon-based. It's carbon-rich. It despoils the environment. It adds global climate change to it. So, see, they got their, their plans and their schemes against us are so many and so devious and interlocked in so many different ways. I mean, you you really got to look upon almost every single thing you do and almost every single issue they bring up is urgent. It's got to be solved tomorrow or the earth will come to an end. You've got to look upon it as an attack on you, Western civilization, 
and the promises for betterment of conditions that Western civilization has pretty much always promised its people since it was promulgated. It's a complete attack but, on the whole thing. Sarge, the people in the inner cities and the, and the lower and the people that are not awake or the people that just are walking around looking for answers don't understand a word you're saying right now. They don't understand all that Western culture, all that. They don't get that. All they you know what they know. They know Taylor Swift. They know the Kansas City Chiefs. They know uh, Kevin Durant on the basketball team. You know, or or yeah, they uh, know that LeBron James. Even more than you know? that. Even more than that, they know Christopher Columbus was an exploiter, genocidal, and slaver. Thomas Jefferson owned slaves. So did George Washington. They know that. So you got a combination oh, yeah. of vapid, the juvenile, puerile, and on the other hand, you've got uh, a tax on every important tradition and person that made Western civilization great by, t- by pointing out their sins rather than their virtues. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're absolutely correct. Um, I'll tell you what, you like go, they might not know what I just talked about, but I'll tell you what, you go talk about, do you know about, do you know that Christopher Columbus was a genocidal destroyer of the Taino Indians? Oh, yeah, I know that. Do you know that Thomas Jefferson raped Sally Hemings? Oh, yeah, I know that. Yeah, but they don't know anything about the Louisiana Purchase. They don't know anything about the House of Purchases. They don't know anything about the Virginia Assembly. They don't know anything about the Declaration of Independence. No. But you, hey, but all those things they used to attack him, they know all about that. They don't know anything well, about why, anything else, though. Well, that's why, for instance, you know, Robert asked me how my campaign was going. I got this direct mail, and this is one of my cards today, my postcards. It's got an American flag faded in the background. It says, God help us, March 5th, Joseph A. Gibson III, North Carolina House of Representatives, District 65, God bless the Republic. And then it says, March 5th, vote, help restore our republic. And then on the bottom, I've got the uh, founding fathers phrase, appeal to heaven, uh, will you join me? And on the back, I got about the casino. It says, vote, no casino, um, uh, vote Joseph A. Gibson, uh, freedom, I can't, hang on a second here, freedom should not be a gamble, you know? So, you know, I got that little catchphrase there, you know, and it, a lot of people actually, I've been getting a lot of people come calling me actually and emailing me saying that because I've been doing a direct mail, like I said, uh, 1,500 of them went out uh, last week, and, uh, yeah, and like I got about a dozen calls here, like, oh, I love that postcard, we've never seen anything like that, like, because all these other people, they don't, they're not talking about the republics, they're not talking about restore the constitution, they're not talking about restoring lawful government, that's what we have to be talking about, that's what the people want, I, I found that out. You know, more and more now that I've been campaigning this time around. They want to hear that. People want to hear that because they're sick and tired of the corruption and the lies. They're sick and tired of hearing you're going to cut taxes. They're sick and tired of hearing about, well, you're going to let them have school choice. They don't give a crap about that. They want to hear about fixing this corrupt system. They want to hear about restoring lawful government. They're sick and tired of being stomped on by this federal government and the local government and being pulled over by the state trooper on the highway. You know, they're sick and tired of it. That's what I found out. Well, I'll tell you one thing, uh, they're, they're really tired of this thing on the border. I'm surprised to see it get as much traction amongst ordinary people as it's getting, but it's definitely getting that now because thanks to the political genius, in this respect at least, of Ron DeSantis and especially Greg Abbott, it has now been bought in glaring relief to all these Democrats who thought they were immune for it as they hid behind their slogans in sanctuary cities. And no human being is an illegal. Now they're being forced to face 
to being forced to face the consequences of that belief system because Governor Abbott stuck it in their face so they can't escape it. And now it's on the lips of almost every American of voting age who's even dimly aware of it, and they are now putting it face forward as the most important single issue in this campaign. And I was really surprised to see it happen. But lo and behold, it's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I heard Abbott's still letting people over the border, and they're still cutting the wire down, and I heard a lot of people uh, are still no, crossing. No, 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 no. According That's to what I heard. Border Patrol, according to Customs Border Patrol, encounters at the border now are at double digits. They are going to New Mexico, Arizona, and California. The numbers there are increasing. The numbers in Texas are really going down. No, it's not. They're not stopping everybody. Sorry. But believe me, what the encounters now are in the hundreds a month rather than the thousands. And so, sorry, if, if I can't get in in door number one, I'll just go to door number two. What difference does it make? Like they're, they're going, they're going to say, but, but here's the point. And that's, it worked. Pretty, look, Texas can't be responsible for Arizona, New Mexico, and California, but look, putting up the wall in Texas worked. It has almost brought illegal aliens come across the border to a screeching halt. That's why they are now using those other transit routes because they can't get in, in Texas. It works. All you got to get is politicians with the, with the gumption and the will to do what is being done in Texas. And the problem will be fixed with no border budget deal, no new laws, no nothing. Just what we already have to secure the border. Plus, finally completing building the wall that Joe Biden paid contractors $140,000 a day not to build until their contract ran out. Mm-hmm. It's working, Joe. All we need is politics in those other three states to do similar measures and have the will to do it. Yeah, and here, here in New Isn't Mexico, that government? Well, here ahead, in New Mexico, it's like, like Sarge was saying, they're coming over into New Mexico, and the farmers and the, and the conservative part of the southern part of the state are raising hell about it. And the politicians are finally starting to notice. And so things are starting to change here in New Mexico, too, although not as fast as I'd like it to, but it, they are changing. The problem okay. is you have the worst governor probably in America to do what needs oh, to be believe. done. You've got to get rid of her. She's got to go. She has to. <laughs> I mean, we need to get yeah. a little Christy Noem in her ass, and that's not likely. So the only other problem is to get rid of her. There's no Christy mm-hmm. Noem in that one. None. Sarge, you guys are getting your, your, your freaking spirits up high. This next election, <laughs> we have 40 million illegals. They're going to be voting. Trust me. You really think – I don't think Trump's going to win now. I really don't. But the reports I've been getting and people I've been talking to, I don't think he's going to win. I think it's going to be a landslide. Well, I, I don't think it's a certain thing. I don't think it's a certain thing. I, I know the, capa- the capabilities for the cheat. I, I don't think that the mechanisms for illegal alien voting are quite in place yet. I don't think they'll have them in place for this election. Although this may be the last election we can have without remedying it, that they won't have a truly significant part in changing uh, the, 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 the tolls around. So this has got to be it. Election fraud has got to be minimized. 
They got to get every citizen out to the polls to vote. I don't think he's going to have less than the 74 million votes he got last time. I definitely don't believe that. He's not going to have less than 74 million votes. I don't see how Joe Biden got 81 million votes. I know he didn't. In those six states, they just stuck ballot boxes to give him enough to get over, get over the top. And look, we know that California's going to go 90% for that bastard anyway. It doesn't matter how many votes he gets. But counts is, and I don't think there's going to be any less turnout for Donald Trump this time around than last. Now, the question is, will that be enough? We'll have to see. Press 1, anybody who wants to join in the conversation, anybody who's on the phone line, if you guys want to talk, just press 1, and I'll bring you on. But, uh, yeah. And I, I agree with you, Joe. Joe, it's not a sure thing. I'm not saying it is. I wish people would stop saying it like it is. It may seem like it, but the capacity of these Democrats to cheat is bound. They have no capability to govern well or effectively but they have an infinite capacity to steal and cheat. If they were good mm-hmm. at governing as they were at stealing and cheating, I would always vote for a Democrat because they got that yeah. perfected just about. Charles, I have a question for you. Uh, this AI uh, that is already controlling a lot of things, and AI is very dangerous for the election in the United States of America. So uh, it's very highly possible that AI will steal the election. What's your comment on that, please? Well, the, the, unfortunately, given the Constitution, the Constitution leaves the method of casting the vote to the state. And in every blue state where they can devise a method that will make it easier for them to cheat, they're likely to implement because that's what the Constitution said. Article 2 says that the legislature determine the method, the manner of election in the state. So we're stuck with those states doing what they have to do. In the red states, they got to minimize the possibility of cheating in those great big blue areas where the big cities are. Like here in Georgia, we got to worry about Fulton County and Atlanta. I'm not worried yep. about the rest of the state of Georgia. I'm worried about Fulton County and Atlanta more than any other. And it's like that in most of these other states. The red states are going to control their process, and to the extent that they can, bring to the attention of the feds the rottenness in the other states where they cheat. I know we've got a problem just that won't do anything about it. We at least got to establish a record. We must establish the record. We must. What's that worry put in the chat room? Vigilante? What's that about? Is AI possibility to do it or not? Yes or no, please. Can AI, again, AI has a capacity uh, provided who programs it to do almost anything. So, yeah, AI has the capacity to alter the outcome of the election. And like I okay. said, in these, in, these, in these blue states, that's what they're going to do. Like I said, the Constitution gives them the power determine the manner in the election, and that would include using AI. So you got to look at whoever's setting up AI, and you got to monitor them like a hawk. You got to do Freedom yes. of Information Act requests. You got to do. Um, you got to have observers at the ballot boxes. You got to ensure uh, signature matching and integrity, uh, a chain of custody integrity. There's all kinds of things you have to do. 
and it probably still won't succeed because you got judges who won't give you standing to bring a lawsuit in these various states. We yeah, have hard. This, this is not going to be easy. Yes, in, in Iran is election coming very soon, in, in less than a week or 10 days. So, uh, and uh, Iranian people all boycott the election of Ayatollahs. They say, we don't want Ayatollahs anymore in Iran, and it's illegitimate, and we never vote for them, and, and we don't want their ruling anymore on Iran. So, now AI will say that, you know, 60 million Iranians, for example, vote for Ayatollahs. So it's a lie and deception because AI controls in easily. So we will wait for Iran election, and we will give you the exact uh, outcome, that, uh, whether AI was able to uh, give much more higher, uh, uh, you know, numbers than the people. Maybe, I think, 10 million or 15 million maybe they vote, but the rest of 80 million, they will not vote for Ayatollahs anymore. They are really sick and tired of Ayatollahs, and we don't want Ayatollahs, and vote doesn't want Ayatollahs anymore, and Ayatollahs must go. Yeah. Well, you well, you just you just hit the nail on the head there, boss. Uh, it's Iran. And Iran, oddly enough, is uh, doing what the Democrats are trying to do surreptitiously. You know, so, listen, right, Sarge, listen, Joe Biden, right, like he goes to this black restaurant, right? I'm watching the video of it, right? Uh, you, know, to, you know, and he just shows up there. I guess it's a surprise. you got all the media in the back. They're all there. So everyone knows that he's coming there, right? Where the hell are the citizens at? Go arrest the son of a gun. You know, arrest him. You know, what's going on well, here? I, I don't think I, I'm not going to recommend <laughs> anybody trying to arrest Joe Biden with a Secret Service man in there. I mean, it's not going to happen. When we get a prosecutor, a special prosecutor that can, I mean, what's going Well, who has the power then? Are we the people have the power in this country or not? What's going on? I mean, I want to see results, man. I'm I'm tired of it. I'm tired of hearing about it. You know, well, uh, listen, I, I want to see results. Why a special prosecutor can arrest him. Well, I don't think we can just give serious consideration to arresting the president of the United States. I mean, I, Why I can't a special I, prosecutor I, bring him up on charges, Sarge? Why? As much as I despise Joe Biden, even I'm going to say that's just not going to fly. Not remove him from office. Why? Yeah, that's a way to remove him from office. But they short of a Trump? coup? Yeah, but short of a coup? Uh, well, they, they didn't do that Trump until after he left office. This guy's in the office. Well, I mean, technically, uh, he's of, not. Uh, technically, he's not. He never won, technically. It's not going to happen. <laughs> uh, we've, got, we've got all kind of federal power for to protect him from that sort of thing, even if he deserves it. You mean to tell, you mean to tell me that the sheriff, the most powerful law enforcement official in the entire country, can't arrest that son of a bitch? No, they can't. Well, wow. You can't, I don't you can't put that. the executive branch. You can't put the executive branch of the federal government in jail. I mean, it's Why? a branch of government, and it's personified in the off in the in the manner of the president. You got to remind. Why does they have a jail built into the Congress, con- con- uh, Capitol Hill then? I mean, but I'm saying you can't imprison 
the, the a branch of the federal government of the United States. It's personified in, in one person. That's uh-huh. the president of the United States. Not like with Congress. So he can do whatever he wants. And you still got hundreds of others. You still got so hundreds he can do whatever he wants. You got one so person. the president can do whatever he wants. Well, what? that's where the process of impeachment comes in, because once he's yeah. impeached, then they determine whether he should be removed from office, and at that point they can recommend um, investigation to the DOJ for prosecution. Um, okay. That type of thing. Okay, I see what you're saying. So okay, not okay I got yeah. you then. Yeah. If they don't yeah, find him guilty, then yeah, the executive branch out. of the federal government. You just can't do that. After we impeach him, we could. There's no executive branch when you put the president in jail. He's not there. Right. That's why they yep. have the process of impeachment and then the VP takes yeah, over. And then do that, he doesn't deserve it. I mean, Joe, but no, I don't think there's any human being in this country deserves to be in prison more than that bastard Biden. The problem is that he is the executive branch of government. you got to remove him. He's got to go. Mm-hmm. He's got to be replaced with somebody well, else. <clears throat> if, I, if, if, if I remember correctly... There was a sheriff out there during the Trump administration that had an arrest warrant out for Trump that if he ever stepped in his county, he was going to be arrested. Yeah, I heard that, too. Yeah, yeah you're right. Too, and I think if he tried to do it, there would have been some gun. Right. I know there would have been some gun. I'm just saying, it just went down, not without guns, but that'd be a coup. If he arrested, man, uh, why didn't uh, Trump go there, man? That would, that would be a coup. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, that would be a coup. And a coup, everything, oh, look, when you make doing a coup, all bets are off. I mean, it doesn't matter what the Constitution says. We are undergoing a coup. We're in big trouble, then. You'll see the United States break up into sections, oh, and you know, I mean, you'll have like, blacks you know, versus whites. Like I mean, it'll be crazy. Well, it's kind of like declaring an insurrection of civil war. Then you're not, you don't care what the Constitution says. Only thing you're concerned about is winning and establishing. Yeah. Well, sorry, no, that was was north against south, though. If you're going to stick to the Constitution, you can't put the President of the United States in jail until you remove him and have somebody else get in that big place. Because even while he's in jail, he's still the President until he's removed by constitutional means. Yeah, no, I got you, then. I understand that. The two thousand was right. Yeah, I just... I was just jumping the, you know, the, the emotional. I don't blame you, man. I feel the same you know. way, Joe. Joe, I feel the same way you do. But my feelings, after I get, after I get bent to my feelings, my brain takes over. What I understand about the conversation takes over. I say, okay, sorry, calm down. But believe me, I think exactly what you think. Somebody ought to arrest this motherfucker and put him away. <laughs> I mean, you better believe I feel that way. You better believe. It. A little, little bit tone it down, possible, my friend. <laughs> say what? What do you say? Tone it down. down a little. <laughs> he never heard. He didn't hear you swear before. I guess you know. No, oh, well, I, I you know, I'm sorry, Joe Biden, man. Joe Biden, I swear to God, man. Joe Biden, he just, oh God, the worst president in history. And I say he had some pony bunch of historians rank him as the 14th best president of the United States, and Trump the worst. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Can you well, believe that? Worse than Mallard well, Miller's Fillmore? Oh, please, give me a break. I mean, these, these well, people, 
Trump derangement syndrome. They just can't think anymore when they when when their Trump derangement syndrome takes over. Yeah, that's for sure. Worse than they they got they got Trump worse than Jimmy Carter. Yeah, Trump Trump lives in their brains rent free. (laughs) Man, Jimmy Carter was a better president than Joe Biden. Jimmy Carter was a better president than Joe Biden is. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Jimmy Carter at least had some measure of honesty and integrity. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. But they use um, Joe Biden. I, I guess he had some speech impediment when he was younger, as in as in uh, teenager child. I mean, obviously he cleared that up by the time he ran for Senate and tried to run for president before. He didn't have any speech impediments then, but suddenly it's. Well, he had a you know a stuttering problem when he was a young man, and so when the Republicans on or opposition automatically jump on him when he has uh, gaps, it's just wrong for them to do that to pick on him like that because it's not anything that he can control. Well, it, that's not a gap when he has a total brain fart and forgets where, it, where he's at in the speech. Uh, and the freedom and the MAGA. Well, anyway. Yeah, it's not a stuttering problem <laughs> when, he, when he walks around and he shakes hands with ghosts and there's nobody on the stage with him. You know, it's not a stuttering problem when he falls up the stairs. You know? <laughs> right. Exactly. And this whole thing with a oh. well. Well, anyway. I saw, I saw, I saw uh, actually a, a clip on Jesse Waters tonight. You know how they they've got him on the uh, using the uh, the rear stairs the Air Force One because they're shorter. Yeah. Well, and he stumbled up got, there. They, yeah, he stumbled up those too. compare Trump and, and Biden, they say that, well, Trump can't even remember what state he's in. He had um, twice, um, somewhat recently, he had misspoke as far as what state he was in, um, you know, the whole thank you, Boston, or whatever it was anyway. But you, they have to, and they're not going to consider this. Of course not. They're just going to say he's going senile just as bad as uh, or worse than Biden or whatever. But the man has been going to go court. He shows up to court, then he does a rally. He's got all these things going all at once, you know, so he's entitled to be tired. And, and when he does get to a rally or does a speech, and if he does forget what state he's in, um, uh, you know, he's done it twice so far that I've followed. And um, and it, you can tell the man is tired. I mean, good grief. Who wouldn't be? But that's not an excuse for them. You know, he's, yeah, he's just I, losing it. Though, most of the time when I see uh, Donald Trump, I see a man of tremendous uh, robustness and energy, the kind of energy you need to have in this job. That he's doing. He has more than enough of that. He displays it consistently. And like he's human, he's not a god, so he's going to get tired. But most of the time, he displays robustness and energy. And he's always done it. Everybody who knows him does it. The only thing I'm concerned about with, with, with uh, uh, Donald Trump 
is that he picks a good vice president, not just a political measure. Yeah, the political measure is has to be secondary to someone who can step in and carry forth his policies that the people are going to vote for. That's why his mm-hmm. choice, given his age, you can't disregard it, given his age and the, and the, and the actuarial census realities, it's important that he make a real presidential pick who could step in and govern from day one as effectively or more so than Trump himself can. That is a critical choice for him. And he said, and I'm not worried. I'm not going to worry about it. If he does that, I'm not going to worry about it. Right. Now, he did say that in a recent town hall that he's looking for a vice president that will be able to take over once his term is over. Um, and continue, but he's, he's, when he's considering his vice president, um, that's who he's looking for, who's basically going to be the next president. So, so his head's on in the right place. Um, and we just got to stay on him as far as the influencing, you know, because sometimes he can be influenced by the public as far as, yeah, pick yeah. this person, pick that person. Yeah, um, identity, make an identity pick. No, if the identity pick yeah. lines up with that criteria, great. But if it doesn't, the first criteria has got to be an effective vice president who can actually govern from the moment anything bad happens to the president. That's got, that's got to be effective. He can't be fooling around with it. He's got to make a really solid choice. No Kamala Harris, please. <laughs> Absolutely. No Nikki Haley, you mean, please. You mean, you mean <laughs> ready to step, ready to step into shit? Absolutely. She's a wretched woman. Somebody with a record of competence, especially as an executive. Mm-hmm. Well, Nikki Haley is not on Trump's short list for VP pick, thankfully. <laughs> yes, and he did include Ron DeSantis. I don't not really know why. Um, but he did put out his short list and uh, Tim Scott's one of them. Vivek Ramaswamy's one of them. Uh, Christy Noam. Uh, I would support that. If he, if, I mean, if he picks Christy Noam for his VP pick and she accepts it, then even I, for the first time, would vote for Trump if if he chooses her. You know, I think that would be solid. And I think that would be a good Right. Well, I know, I know you might politically be against. The San Francisco things, and I can see why, because I am too. But as an executive, he has shown players of competence, just as an executive. And uh, I can understand why he would pick DeSantis, even though I don't think he will, because if he picks DeSantis, he's going to have to forego one or the other, will have to forego the electoral votes from that state, because they're both residents of Florida. That doesn't make right. sense. And- it's not like to do it. Well, I want to be clear about that short list because in the town hall with Laura Ingram, um, it was her, Laura Ingram, that brought up the list that was um, created from voter polls and and the names. That's how the names got on that list. And when she talked to Trump about it, um, she was saying, you know, this is what we have as far as what the polls had shown that people want are you know are considering for for your VP. And he said, oh, that well, they all sound good. Um, but he didn't say that that was his list. 
So, and then the press ran with it as right. far as the Trump's shortlist is these people, these people, these people. But he never actually said, that's my shortlist. He said, those people do sound good. You know, and he pointed to Tim Scott and he goes, there, you know, there's Tim Scott there. So he's a good man, good man. Um, but, uh, yeah, those are those are good names to have uh, as far as consideration. But he didn't say, yes, this is my list. That was her that went to him and said, this is what we've got as far as people and um, what they've been talking about, rumors for your shortlist. So anyway, I just want to make that yeah, but, clear but because I don't want to keep passing misinformation. Yeah, but it can't hmm? be DeSantis. They're not going to forego the electoral votes from Florida because one or the other can't get them. The Constitution forbids it. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, right. And and not only that, but, I mean, there may be other people that we don't even know who's considering um, right. Right. for that position. Exactly. So. exactly. Yeah, so we can't limit them to that list, and that's why that's why I said as far as hopefully social media won't start pressing any of those names. Um, we want to keep an open mind and keep it until he can determine soundly uh, his successor, basically. Like we're talking about Sarge. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's got he, look the Republican bench though. For all the complaints we have about Republicans, and they are justified. Republican bench compared to the Democrats is a pretty strong bench. A vice presidential candidate. I mean, it's much stronger than the Democrats. So if he makes, he's got enough candidates from which to make a good choice. Like you mentioned, Christy Noem has a proven record as a competent, steady executive. So does obviously Greg Abbott. So does, to a lesser extent, Ron DeSantis. Well, again, he's not likely to be it. Uh, I, I, Tim Scott's got no executive. I ain't sure about him. Vivek Ramaswamy is smart as hell and has proven executive experience. Problem for me is he's not a natural-born citizen. I'm not going to ignore that as long as there are natural-born citizen candidates. I'm not going to ignore it. Um, I like him, but he ain't a natural-born citizen. I'm sorry. you got to meet the qualifications. He didn't meet that one. Uh, but there's, yeah. there's a lot of good candidates out there out there to uh, pick from. And you pick one of them. Whatever happened to Sarah Palin? Oh, uh, God. I'm not concerned with him. Jeez. I'm not concerned with what him one of the governors. Are you, the, the, are you out of your fucking mind? Are you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> I just want to know what happened to her. Where'd she go? Who is she? Uh, who not is far she? enough. He shouldn't who choose a governor because it'll leave that state vulnerable. What? Yeah. I said he shouldn't choose any governor to be his VP because that will leave the state that state vulnerable from which he pulls out governor or tags them for VP. Oh, that would depend on There's somebody behind her that would be a good that would be able yeah. to carry that on, but yeah, that's good. I don't. I, don't, I wouldn't be worried too much about why, uh, Wyoming. Beverly wouldn't. North Dakota. Huh? Anybody George Bush. From North Dakota. Mm-hmm. Maybe North Dakota. Yeah. I wouldn't be too worried. No, Christine uh, Noam is South Dakota. Oh, South, South Dakota. Dakota okay. Yeah. yeah. I, don't I, don't think, I, don't think, I don't think South Dakota would be in peril by it. I don't think South Dakota has got a lot of sensible voters. They're not going to vote. Rat. Oh yeah, they passed some good legislation there. They they blocked basically the CBDC from from um, entering their state. Working yeah, in the they got people in that state. 
Yeah, yep. that can both no, no crazy never crap. I ain't worried about there. that. Not a bit. Wow. Yes. Something what, quiet. what if he picked a Democrat? What if he picked? Could, what, like, what would happen if he picked a Democrat VP? Are there any with sense out there that are likely to be chosen? Think of one. Is there anybody? Robert F. Kennedy would be the closest I could think of, and he's not even mm-hmm. running as a Democrat. Well, I and I don't necessarily um, like him all that much. Dennis, um, what is it? Um, Kucinich? Kucinich? Yeah. Dennis uh, Kucinich? Yeah. Well, all I, yeah. yeah, all I can say about him is he's not insane, but he's not, he's not the guy, he's not, <laughs> but he's not a Trumpian. No, he kind of reminds me <laughs> of, uh, of, oh gosh, now I can't think of his name. <laughs> uh, Sessions, <laughs> Jeff Sessions. Oh, like they would and go. Dennis and, and Ron Paul. Oh yeah, oh wow. That's, a lot of wow, why are you damning him with great praise? <laughs> Ron Paul, Ron Paul. <laughs> yeah, yeah Ron, Ron Paul right? and Dennis. Often voted the same way on a lot of stuff, and and um, yeah, so I think if, uh, he would be probably the closest choice as far as somebody on the Democrat side mm-hmm. that would at least yeah. be you know sane. Right, Judge right. Erdogan. <laughs> I'd pick Judge Erdogan. Yeah. <laughs> and Ron, oh yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. No, really, really, seriously, seriously, I would. All I right, want give me your his name. name. I want his name. I want his name. Hey, listen, listen. I want his name, his reputation, and everything about him fucking trashed. Trump make him Why? his VP choice. He's dead. <laughs> You mean his own party would would would, would fall on him like jackals? <laughs> and the media and everybody. Uh, yeah, well, I don't think he would. They would. They would. They would dig. <coughs> they would dig up all the dirt on him that Trump is not allowed to present in court against him as a jurist. Yeah, even if they had to make it all up. That's right. Well, they do that anyway. They don't. They don't need much excuse to make things up. I mean, look at the whole Russia. I mean, you know, I mean, you I, know, would, I would. Russia I would. I engineer. I would say. Uh, uh, Fat Fanny uh, Willis would be a good one too, but from the latest I've heard right now, is uh, she may be uh, sitting in a jail cell. Oh, she's perjured herself. There's no doubt about it. They got the phone records yep. to show they're both liars, and they both perjured themselves. Really? Unless, of course, yes. you're going to believe that somebody was taking Nathan Wade's cell phone, they took it from him, and went over and texted messages to her, and went over the house like 35 or 40 times and left the phone in the house overnight. That's what you're going to have to believe, to believe that those records don't support what he was doing. He walked into a perjury trap. Trump's lawyer, that guy named Sandow, asked him, if there are any phone records that show you were in intimate contact or tend to show that you were in intimate contact with Fannie Willis before November of 2021, would those phone records be incorrect? And he said, and Nathan Wade answered, if they show that, 
then yes, sir. Then he walked right into a perjury trap. He didn't think they had his phone records. And when that, the lawyer asked him that question, he had the records. Remember, they don't ask a question they don't know the answer to. He walked right into it, wide, wide open. And Fanny did too. And exactly. here's the other thing. Here's the other thing that that's on the phone that uh, the body count on the phone record. <clears throat> They've got two thousand phone calls to her, and twelve and twelve thousand texts. Yes, and uh, forty, I believe, forty incidents of overnight visits to the residence with the phone was there for an overnight period. Twenty five to thirty yeah. incidents well, something like that. Doesn't you know there there wasn't there wasn't any uh uh that that I heard so far with any overnighters. But you know, when you show up at midnight and and you leave the place at four AM uh you know you know that there was <clears throat> there was no uh, uh, being slept with. That's for there sure. There was a little fanny. Fanny, fanny was getting hit. Booty call. <laughs> Booty call. Hey, look. Let me tell you what they were saying. They were saying that yep. she, if he came over there, it was only because they were working on the cake together. Well, how come nobody else got invited over there to work on the cake? Just right, him. Right. Bouquet, bouquet call. That's what I say. Bouquet. <laughs> All day long. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. You how, however, right did you hear? Trap, did, man. did you hear? Did you hear the other uh, issue that came up? Uh, well, I don't know if it was on the news or not, but the judge in the case right now, McAfee. he got him. They've got him donating. Uh, campaign funds to Fawny. They've got they got him at, at donating to her cause when she was running for DA. Well, here's the thing. Now, this well, I want to put in context. I don't want to be like the rats. I like to tell the whole story as much as I understand it. Now, according to the records, he only gave $150. But here's the problem: he was supposed to have disclosed that information so the defendants could make a determination whether they believe that that amounted to a conflict of interest on his part. And the problem for him is he didn't disclose it. $150 in and of itself would not be dispositive. The problem is he didn't tell He had an obligation to disclose that to the defense. He didn't. Yep. Yep. So everybody might be tainted in this thing to some degree or other. Well, it is Fulton County. I damn sure am. I damn sure am. But I love it. I mean, I I just love this. I mean, I got to admit, I'm enjoying this immensely. It's soap opera and politics and corruption and scandal have, and meaningful. Yeah. It's all meaningful. I love it. But have you have you have you noticed how how the one day. Uh, it was all over the news. I mean, the courtroom, the courtroom drama was immense, but suddenly, it's done disappeared from 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 sight on the media. 
I can't hardly believe that myself. Something's up. <laughs> the internet's covering the hell out of it, but the mainstream media says, uh-oh. Who is? And you, you got to admit, man, you got to love this, the timing of the reveal of this guy's book about the dynamic, the dynamic, courageous prosecutor in Fulton County. Tough, determined, relentless to get Donald Trump. Boy, I mean, you cannot imagine worse timing for this book to come out. Right on the eve of its unveiling, all the stuff about Fani started coming out. And, it, and David Isikoff, the author, still tried to salvage something out of it. It was just too too rich, too funny. Schadenfreude is a biatch. Yeah. Well, like you said, uh, like you said. In Colorado and Utah. But it's not no threat. And of course it's not a threat because it's a distraction. You know, so that way it could take over the, the Bonnie Willis and, and all these other cases that are being actually turned on their nose. Um, so follow the bouncing ball. Follow the bouncing ball. <laughs> so, I mean, unprecedented in the history of New York State. The AP, a hardly a Trump-friendly enterprise, the Associated Press did a study of civil fraud cases over the last 90 years. They cannot find a single case in all of that study, out of all the major civil fraud cases involving damages of over a million dollars, they cannot find anything comparable to what happened to Donald Trump where there was no victim with any provable or discernible damage. They could not find one. And they could find, not find one judgment anywhere, even adjusted for inflation, anywhere having what was given to Donald Trump. In all of those civil cases involving that much money or over a million dollars judgment, again, even adjusted for inflation, nothing even comparable. No one in the history of New York State has ever been charged with a fraud when there wasn't a victim complaining about a specific damage. And in fact, you had you had people on the stand testifying, to, like the representative from Deutsche Bank, talking about how pleased they were with their relationship with Donald Trump and how happy they'd be to undergo another one with him. We know what this is. We can see it. Everybody can see it. The, the idea was to taint Donald Trump before the election and nothing more, nothing else, nothing else. That's it. And, 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 and the American people are responding the way they're responding because they see it too. All prosecutions must be seen as just. People do not see any of this as happening to Donald Trump as being just. Of course not. If they were just then the American people would be standing there yelling and screaming to get it done. <laughs> they haven't got enough Antifa's to do that. Because that's the only people they'd be able to drum up for that kind of case. Because you notice there aren't any crowds standing outside New York doing that. No, there's not people saying lock him up, lock him up. No, the American people see this. Well, even Donald Trump's enemies see this as unjust. You got a lot of people just nervous about what the state of New York might do next. 
They're nervous about this. That's why they had to have the governor get up there and try to say, oh, it's only blood to Donald Trump. It won't blood to anybody else. Oh, really? Select the prosecution have we must? My God. So corrupt. It is so corrupt. It's like it's like it's like it's like the Soviet Union, man. Authoritarian Russia is as publicly bad as this. Well, it has to be considered that in the past, that's the Democrat playbook. When Obama was president and even still under Biden and even under the Clinton administration, the playbook is to do, even though they know it's unconstitutional, to pass regulation or to unilaterally um, inflict uh, regulations and policies through the EPA and all their other agencies. Um, if Congress won't pass it, or executive orders, or whatever. They know once they get it through and put it in operation, okay, so take it to court. Republicans take it to court. Court's going to find it unconstitutional, and they know this already. But the damage is done. All the court can do is um, reverse it or ask Congress to rewrite it or whatever it is. But as far as what's already been done can't be undone. Um, And so that continues. And same with Donald Trump. They knew that they've got buckets for these cases, basically, and that Donald Trump will have to appeal it, and that's going to cost them more attorney's fees. And so basically, in a sense, it is slowing them down. Um, they knew that they're not going to be able to put him in jail for these you know, made-up charges, basically, these ridiculous charges. They're so blatant and obvious um, that they're not actual charges that could apply to, to anybody, <laughs> really, especially the ones that the uh, real estate one in, in New York. But that's not the point. The point is they know that he's going to appeal it, of course, because that's $355 million of his assets, um, and plus 9% um, interest rate per day. And so, of course, he's going to appeal it. Well, now he's got to spend more money um, to do that. He's got to get a bond in order to put that, that charge or basically that um, – what they told him he had to pay that $355 million and to put that on hold. And so that's going to cost him, even though he'll get that back once the verdict is overturned. But nevertheless, tying him up in court until November and costing him more money. So that is basically the idea is, you know, keep indicting him for stupid stuff and blatantly, you know, finding him guilty. And when he wasn't, <laughs> On purpose, because they're, they'll reverse it. I mean, the way they had treated, um, uh, what's her name, Alba, and George Engron and telling her to sit down and shut up, basically, anytime she had an objection or anything, and then he went overrule, 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 and that's enough, hearing from you. I mean, he was straight, just rude, and couldn't object to squat and, and these cases, and, um, and that shows in, in the court recordings, and it's like, oh, my God. I mean, that was just straight, just sit there and take it. And I don't want to hear anything from from the defense. And, and, and then he had already ruled before that had even been heard. So he knew he was that Trump would appeal it. And he's been appealing these things left and right and, you know, having some success with some of them. But, you know, in others, there's still, Supreme Court is still deciding and in other court, court, court cases are still de- deciding. But Nevertheless, they're they're accomplishing their goal, and that's to tie him up and basically spend his money in court. That's my my thought. And then you've got the commissar, Letitia James, slavering over the thought of seizing his assets. 
Oh, no, I got 354 million of its money to redistribute to, yeah, to your cronies, probably. I mean, these people are just so Soviet. They truly are. I mean, she's just salivating like the pig dog she is just to get at his, uh, 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 I mean, she's useless other than to be a functionary for the for the uh, the uh, uh, um, uh, uh, deep state, That's, she's done no good whatsoever for the people of New York in her jurisdiction as top law enforcement officer of, of city state. She's gone after Trump. She campaigned to go after Trump. That was purely unethical. She should have been all in a, in a righteous state. She would have been hauled up on ethical charges for doing so, but she gets off scot free. It ain't a righteous state. It's a it's a thick. I mean, I, I swear, these cannot be much worse than they are without actually getting into real uh, de facto tyranny. I guess it is de facto tyranny. I guess the next step is the jury tyranny for them. Well, here's the, here's the question I have on all of this. If there was no... Uh, complaint of fraud to begin with from either party. Okay, from either party. State of New York went ahead with an investigation into Trump financing (laughs) and finances and stuff. Uh, When and where in the law in the state of New York gives the state of New York uh, the authority to be the arbiter of a uh, assessment or appraisal of properties uh, for uh, this case. You know, they appraised everything much lower than what Donald Trump did and much lower than what the banks themselves, the lenders, did. Uh, when did New York become, when did the state become the official, you have to follow our appraisal system in because our state? of the way the law is constructed. And because of the fact that they did use an official assessment, but it was based upon the tax assessment, which is never what the market value of the property is. That's how they were able to get away with it, at least to the extent they have gotten away with it thus far. Well, then, you know, the tax appraisal assessment system in New York is – completely fucked up you know the state of New York can get a whole hell of a lot more taxes if they use market value uh, for tax assessment because the citizens would revolt that's why they don't that's why it's so artificially lower but here's the problem New York State used a consumer law that was intended, as its authors stated, to 
to protect consumers from financial institutions, not financial institutions from consumers. They just inverted the intention of the law. Everything about this thing is perverted. Everything. <laughs> it was a vehicle to get Trump. Nothing more, nothing less. It was a ve- it's a vehicle with the intent of getting Trump, but not getting Trump. <laughs> Whatever purpose they wanted to serve, that's what it's that's what it's doing. But it ain't got a damn thing to do with the law. <laughs> it wasn't one thing for certain. It has nothing whatsoever to do with the law, fidelity to the law, trying to protect the people of New York. All it did, all that Donald Trump's transactions did was to enrich the people who involved in it with him, created thousands of jobs, hundreds if not thousands of jobs, uh, eventually got the state of New York more tax money, made the tax skyline of New York more beautiful. There was nothing about it that harmed anyone. It only benefited all of the parties involved in it. What it didn't provide was political advantage for the utterly corrupt and tyrannical Letitia James and her political ambitions in the state of New York. That is the only thing it didn't do. As far as she was concerned, that was the ultimate fraud and damage. Yep. <clears throat> and we we got we got, a, we got a, a country governed by people like this all over the place, like that crazy woman in in Maine, that Secretary of State, on her own decided one person decided Article Section Three of the Fourteenth Amendment was self-executing. And she was going to take it onto herself to determine he had engaged in insurrection, despite the fact that Section 5 of that amendment says Congress has the power to enforce it by appropriate legislation, and they did. They came up with a method of determining who has engaged in insurrection and what the penalties for that are. I guess they stopped reading after Section 3. Section 5, apparently, according to them, isn't in the Constitution. People are sick. I guess they stopped reading that. It says we can alter or abolish this the government, too. No, that's that in the declaration, but I appreciate your sentiment. I mean, that's in the declaration. It's one of my favorite parts. It's one of my favorite parts. Yeah. I like it. I like it's rather <laughs> elegant language. I like it, too. I do like the elegant language of the declaration. It, it is a beautiful written uh, document. Not to mention she's meddling in federal. They have control over state, and that means basically they're, they're state legislators, senators, not not federal. They're supposed to be separate. Yeah. And, I like the state yeah, legislators. Go ahead. Yeah, I like the state legislators in North Carolina. They can arrest people, arrest judges even, step them down. <laughs> well, that's beautiful. There's a lot of federal judges. Some there, Joe. See, that's the beauty about federalism. You don't have cookie-cutter states. I mean, they all got their individual quirks and laws and patterns, and we got 50 states that should be able to provide a laboratory experiment to see what works best so other states decide to adopt or not adopt the things that do. 
That's the beauty about federalism. They're not all alike. A lot of people complain about it. In some respects, they should be. That's why they set up the thing about interstate commerce and all that, to prevent uh, states from setting up roadblocks and checkpoints and making people pay duties on coming into the state. But in most other respects that the Constitution does not prohibit to them, they can experiment in any damn thing they want, and they should. And the rest of the country can look at it and see how well it works. It's just beautiful. But they, they don't like that scheme. These globalists don't like that. They want everything to be cookie-cutter, and they want everything to be centrally determined by people who know better than everybody else. They don't like federalism yeah. one bit. Well, this one here, it's, uh, the, the, uh, I was reading, I don't know if you missed, you must have missed it, Sarge, when I was reading the, some of the warrant that they came out with back in 2010, the uh, du jour grand juries of the uh, – people of the United States of America that assembled back then as the guardians of the free republics, and that's what we were talking about earlier. And that's the only way that they found lawfully to restore our republic and constitution, that you seem to disagree with me about, about the 14th Amendment. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.